0: Welcome to Superhouse.
1: Hello?
2: Hey, it's Adam Parola.
1: Hey, it's Andrew from Superhouse.
2: And this is Matt Johnson. Hey, how are you? Okay. Hey, how's hey.
1: awesome. How's it going? Thanks for calling us, man.
2: Sure, sir. I'm late.
1: (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Um, We had a few questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. We heard you um, you have a new IPA out?
2: We do. It's called uh, Endless Rant, and uh, it's delectable, and it's uh, available at uh, corolladrinks.com.
1: Awesome and uh, why did you choose uh, IPA?
2: I like IPAs personally, so I just chose a IPA that it was it was pretty easy. I I like IPAs, so I thought, well, why not come out with an IPA? And then I just picked some IPAs that I liked and told the guys um, over at King Harbor Brewery. Um, here's here's a couple that I like, and why don't you meet in the middle? Uh, and they did a pretty good job of meeting in the middle.
1: Awesome. Is this your first beer, or have you made others before?
2: I've never made one before, and, you know, to be fair to me, the King Harbor guys are doing all the heavy lifting i i basically designed it and they they built it
1: okay cool um yeah so uh johnson i think did you you had a question about the
3: man show yeah sure if we can uh maybe change direction uh we had some questions kind of relating to our podcast in a way uh we were wondering how would a man show for millennials differ from the one you had in
2: 99 Oh, how would a man show today? Yeah. Dipper. Yeah. I think it'd be it'd be hosted by Caitlyn Jenner
0: and <laughs> Chaz Bono. I think
2: would be would be the first would be the first thing. Uh, I think there would be c- crying Indians jumping on trampolines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. I think, I think instead of beer being served to the audience, they would be the tears, uh, the tears of oppressed uh, <laughs> folks of of every stripe, mixed with a little passion fruit.
0: Um, <laughs> probably
2: be the beverage of choice. Um, we probably have to have a safe. Zone sectioned off in the audience for those who feel like they were microaggressed upon. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I I think that uh, we in some of the uh, I think some of the bits would probably vary quite a bit as, as well. I don't think we could do anything that would be considered mean spirited or hate speak or uh, any of that, so you know the tone would probably be very, very different as well. And uh, you know, other than us wearing a sort of gender-neutral pastel jumpsuit, I don't, I don't, I don't think the show would vary at all. Really, I mean, other than those those small details that we talked about, I don't, I don't see how they would vary. Right.
1: So you're saying basically this show is going to be impossible today. Like the the way it was
0: before I think
2: I I, I think a lot of people would feel threatened that you would violate their personal space and they would have to go to some sort of safe room and, and then you'd have to bring in counselors. <laughs> now of course you could you could suggest that they not watch the show, but that that would be impossible. So, you know, We all know, whether it's a television show you disagree with or there's some speaker coming to your campus and you disagree with that person politically, you must attend every event and every show. Just like, I hate Hall & Oates, so when Hall & Oates comes to town, I have to go to one of their shows and sob in the audience. When, When they're doing uh, adult education and family man and Hall and, and man eater. I have to just sit in the audience and protest. <laughs> but that's, that's how it works. There's no possibility of me just staying home and minding my own fucking business. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's no, no exactly. way. Or going to see a good band like the Jayhawks or John Hyatt. No, no, no. <laughs> when Hall of Notes comes to town, I must attend, and then I weep openly, and then we, then I, well, first thing I do is I try to petition the mayor not to let them in town, <laughs> because, because of songs like Man Eater, I, I feel that that's an attack, because I'm a man, and I don't want to be consumed. <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah. Andrew, we, if I may,
3: uh, yeah, is this relating to, like, when you had Milo Yiannopoulos on your show? This is who now? Uh, Milo. Yeah, uh,
0: you
2: know, Milo. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great episode. Yeah,
1: really. awesome.
2: Well, he's he's great because he pisses everyone off and he's gay, so he can't... <laughs> he's we're so the 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 folks on the on the left are so like sort of racist and homophobic that they're like you're not allowed to comment on anything that affects the black community unless you're black. And then, if, and then if you're black with a third grade education, you still have a much greater say and are much more qualified to comment on the black community than let's say if you're Asian with a master's degree in sociology. So that just makes good sense. And then they're confused. They don't know what to do with Milo because Milo's gay, and then lashes out against all their stupid ideas. But yeah. but they're confused because he's gay. So if if I do it, I'm he can't be homophobic because he's gay. So now what? And that's why their panties are in a bunch over Milo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, Johnson, I'm going to... Uh,
2: yeah,
3: go ahead.
1: All right. Um, yeah. Speaking of like the political type of stuff, um, we all know that you're both atheist and libertarian, and this seems to be kind of a common combination. If you look at Skeptic Magazine's chief editor, Michael Shermer, and Penn and & Teller, and possibly the South Park creators, at least one of them, uh, this seems to be a common combination of elements. And why do you think that is?
2: Um it's probably the same part of the same part of your brain that is rejecting a sort of overlord, you know, whether it be a lord overlord or governmental overlord. There's a part of you that's fiercely independent that feels like you just want to take care of yourself and your family and handle business and not have either somebody cosmically looking over your shoulder or have it done in the judicial level. So it it probably speaks you know to the same to the same part of your brain. Like I I'm, a, I'm imagine most people who watch MMA fights aren't vegan.
0: But it's not, <laughs> yeah. a, it's
2: not a it's not a coincidence. It's just it's a type of wiring,
1: right? right. Okay, yeah. I, I've noticed that um, not just Penn and Teller, but a lot of magicians seem to be atheist or at least non-religious, and I I think there's something to be said about their something about like uh, tricking people or something like that, like seeing what's what's really going on.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's that's an interesting concept that they in a weird way are sort of playing God but they understand it's a ruse and and more of a more of a sleight of hand than it is an actual event. Right. And so so I would assume that most magicians as a as a as a whole there's probably a higher number of atheists Magicians than than there are, let's say uh, atheist uh, toll booth operators or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> On the other hand, you know it's weird though. There 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 are fair amount of religious doctors, which is always weird too, because you're so right. much about science that there's so much about you know there's just no divine anything. It's all skill and preparation and sterilization and science, science, science. It is weird. It's always weird when you know Ben Carson is a deeply religious guy, and he's also, <laughs> you know, taking taking kids' uh, skulls apart. You know, it's a weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't disrespect it in any way. I just think it's counterintuitive to me. the The pendulette part, I get. The Ben Carson parts confusing.
1: Yeah, I agree with Absolutely. that. movie. Yeah do you want to take the next one sorry we're kind of all over the place with our questions uh
3: wait, sorry yeah which question Rush? uh you, you go
1: ahead all right i'll go ahead um we were wondering um you know there's a big superhero movie boom going on and we talk about this on the super house podcast a little you know quite a bit actually we were wondering do you think it's going to peter out at some point or you think it's going to keep going on
2: It'd be nice for us to end these semi-retarded discussions amongst adults (laughs) about uh, how devastated we were over the last uh, Silver Surfer effort or um, (laughs) how, uh, you know, Iron Man's got to do battle with uh, Aquaman. (laughs) Okay. I I don't – I like uh, beer and pussy and cars and, (laughs) like, Adult, adult-oriented stuff. Um, so I don't give a shit about whatever's going on with uh, Aquaman or Spider-Man. But I'm, I'm just an old heterosexual guy who likes racing vintage cars. So I, I don't, I'm not sure why we're having so many discussions. I mean, I'll add Star Wars to that mess of, of wasting. I, I don't. I don't get it. There's a couple things I don't understand. Like, as I always say, when it comes to, like, having another Star Wars-themed discussion, um, what do we live to? 300, 400 years old? Or are we just going to be fucking dead, like, next week? And can't we get the fuck on with our lives? Like, who gives a fuck what's going on with Star Wars? Somebody made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not interested in like either animatronic or claymated or guys in in fake uh, styrofoam suits and, and just exactly what's going on with their psyche and what their next possible move might be. It's, it's not really. It doesn't. But, you know, to be fair, I don't think about Yogi Bear or Boo Boo or the <laughs> Hare Bear Bunch or Witchy Poo or any other of the fucking stupid shit that somebody made up. When I was nine, for enjoyment. Do you guys think about uh, how about Ninjago? How, how much Lego conversation do you guys have? Like, what, where do we end this? <laughs> I'm not. I'm sure. definitely sort of in the same camp. Yeah. <laughs> Good. The one, the one thing I can proudly say about my family, and I don't brag too much about them, is nobody who lives under my roof gives a flying shit about Star Wars. Which I could not, it, it tickles me pink. <laughs> all right. Uh,
3: all right. Uh, so moving right along, uh, we were also going to ask, uh, who were some of the comedians that inspired you as you were starting to do stand-up? And, uh, well, George moment. Lucas...
2: Maybe that sounds a little counterintuitive. <laughs> um, I was a kid. I would listen to um, George Carlin sure. and um, I would listen to like Dr. Demento on the radio, it just played crazy on, on a Sunday night and made me, made me laugh. Very nice. Yeah.
3: It's, it's very, I mean, I go back and listen to George Carlin now. Uh, from before, and everything he said back then is so relevant today. With
0: the PC yeah, basically it,
2: it all came it all came true, and that, that's what c- good comedians do, is they can sort of look down the road. I think all comedians kind of, I mean, not all comedians, but a, a lot of comedians are pretty, pretty skilled at seeing the trends and, and where we're going as a society and pointing them out, and then if you're good, it'll, it'll happen. I mean, I, I do a fair bit of that myself. Sure, sure. Yeah.
3: I look at my generation and I realize I have to grow old with them and it kind of terrifies
2: me. <laughs> yeah. Bad, but, bad, but true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, George, but I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really have money for records and I, we didn't, you know, go to any shows or anything. I, and it wasn't really, I didn't really, it was kind of a luxury that we didn't really have. Yeah. You know, who's your favorite or who, what concerts did you go to or who? I remember my dad, you know, taking me to see Richard Pryor when he when I was, you know, 14 years old or something. Oh, wow. There wasn't any of that. We didn't. No, we didn't do anything. We had nothing. <laughs> nobody nobody gave <laughs> oh, right. a shit about comedy. There was nothing to do.
1: Was <laughs> your original dream to become a stand-up or?
2: No, no, I didn't. I, I wanted to play football and then after that, I didn't have to. I had no idea. <laughs> I, what the hell I was gonna do and I never really like I never really worked anything out I just didn't I just didn't have anything worked out uh I I didn't really have any we you know we I didn't have any original dreams <laughs> 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 were all, uh, it was all just sort of I I really I, I we, I came from a place where it's like you know, you graduated high school, God willing, and then you got a job like somewhere, like, you know, installing flooring or, or roofing <laughs> or something. And you just try to keep try to keep that job. And that was about it. I mean, we didn't talk about what you, we, no one really talked about what anyone wanted to do. We just sort of talked about what you had to do. And we didn't even talk about that either. <laughs> sort of, we, we, weren't, we weren't big planners. We kind of, <laughs> You know, you, you're born. You kind of go through life, and uh, there, you, there you have it. it. It was about as far as we got with it. Wow. I, I've never had a discussion with anyone in my family about, you know, career. <laughs> was, I, I thought, You know, I mean, there was some like, I, you know, go to junior college for a semester or something. But and, uh, no, I've never. No one ever told me to do anything.
1: Do you We're think? that that people like people in general at that time didn't have that conversation
2: that much my my parents did dispense little to no advice and when i say little i'm just being generous like (laughs) um but i don't think it's a generational thing i just feel like i Fucking stupid, lazy piece of shit parents. It's like they, they were dumb, they were downtrodden, and then give a shit.
1: <laughs> okay. But
2: other than that, I love them
1: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, we uh, only have like a couple more, I guess. But um, uh, we or yeah, we saw that uh, you said that uh, the crazy Trump support is some sort of weird reaction to the last eight years of Obama. Do you think it really is like just a straight up reaction, or?
2: I think it's a straight up reaction to everyone and all that sort of microaggressions and all this PC shit and all this campus safety and all this all this stuff. Where I, I, I yeah, I think I think we're snapping back and just going 180. Yeah, just going cool. from. Everyone's just tired of being called a racist because they make a Polak joke, and everyone's tired of being a misogynist because <laughs> they put their arm on some woman's shoulder or something like. Everyone is just tired, and, and just basically, the the dudes that sort of made this country are sort of getting just tired. I think everyone's just tired, like the people that pay all the money and taxes, are the people that pay all being called racist. So I think it's just I think I think Trump's just that I think he's the people think he's the antidote to that.
1: Right. Like Obama sort of comes off as weak at times, and then as Trump, even though he says crazy shit, it's uh, it's comes off as strong.
2: Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Just just stop apologizing for everything, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know let's let's, let's call racist. I mean, let's call terrorist events, terrorist events, and let's let's right. just, let's just get on with our lives. Like, I, let's I, let's stop spending every last dying breath talking about how many bathrooms we're going to provide for the transgender community, <laughs> and, and move on to like whatever whatever the deficit is. Like, let's just have a little deficit talk. Like, let's let's see if we can carve ten percent out of the transgender talk to talk just a little about the deficit or maybe whatever, whatever, I guess what I'm saying is, is the super long lines by the incompetent TSA affect far greater America, far many more Americans than the fifth bathroom we want to add at every high school campus <laughs> for the transgender community. So let's just, let's not ignore the transgender community and the super important bathroom talk that affects way less than 1% of the population. Let's not ignore that, but let's weave in a little TSA line talk while we're at it. How do the TSA, super long lines of the TSA affect the transgender community? That's the way I think, that's the way I think we could do it. That, that I think that would open the door to a dialogue. Everyone should ask themselves that. Everyone should say to come with the children and be courageous enough to ask to start a dialogue. I'm going to have a dialogue with my children tonight. That's going to be how do the long lines of the TSA affect the transgender community. That's going to be that. That'll be that'll be the dialogue I'll have. I agree with the Huffington Post. I need to have that dialogue. I'll do it tonight. Oh, man. I'll, I'll do it over a bean curd. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Sorry, but I gotta, I gotta run to the next, the next thing.
1: That's alright, gotcha. man. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thanks,
2: guys. All right, see ya. Come join Superhouse members Maddie and Stefan on their own show under the Superhouse Podcast Network. Camera noise every Thursday night, uh, where we talk about movies, geek topics, music, women. Traveling, pretty much everything we talk about on Superhouse, except it's just two guys this time.
0: Hey, this is Yukiko. And this is Rachel. And we're the hosts of Intergalactic Circus,
4: a podcast where two wacky best friends from art school reconnect after surviving their 20s. We discuss anything from social issues
0: to silly anecdotes. You can catch us on Superhouse Podcast media outlets under Intergalactic Circus, and be sure to support us on Patreon.
1: All right, everybody, that was Adam Carolla. We want to thank him for coming on board and coming to Superhouse. That was so awesome that he came, and I want to thank Ryan Sickler for helping me to get all this going. Um, I wanted to also mention that Adam and Doctor that the Adam and Dr. Drew show is now airing five times a week. For tickets to Adam's upcoming shows and more info, please visit adamcarolla.com. That's A-D-A-M-C-A-R-O-L-L-A.com. And um, just moving on from that, um, the cliffhanger from a few weeks ago was the from Yukiko was actually that she has her own podcast that's spun off of the Super House podcast, which is called Intergalactic Cir- Circus. That's with their friend Rachel, and um, that's a, quite different from Super House. But we we kind of like the variety, I guess. And um, did anybody else listen to that?
3: Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. Evan Chin. It was
0: good.
1: Okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. We actually were a bit inspired from their podcast and uh, we thought we would do something similar to what they did and talk about super house origins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was I actually can't remember exactly <laughs> where where we all met. Um <laughs> Joey, I remember the first time, well, not the first time, I don't think, but I remember I your your apartment in your, or not your apartment, but your dorm at your college was full of horror, like horror posters all over the place, blood and gore and porn <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and Lots of porn. Was, that was
0: because of my roommate, Michael.
1: Was it yeah. all him or was it you, it was too?
4: All, mine, I had like Lord of the Rings posters and like, DVD, you know bookcase full of DVDs and like figures and stuff. But we met um, in the uh, was it the history of art two
1: or something? Oh, that's right. We did. Yes, 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 yes. We, uh, with Bo- with some kid named Boston Jeff or some shit, right? And uh, we met we met Ian there as well. I think.
4: Was it Bossy? Boston. Boston.
1: You don't remember him?
4: No, i don't remember boston
1: oh my god i remember i met yeah, I met you and boston jeff and ian paff and some other people i think all at that same time
4: i remember you were trying to get uh you were getting gauges in your ears
1: oh my god yeah I'm, that shit was, was terrible man i went up like one size and i was like i'm done I'm this yeah. i can't believe i did this shit <laughs>
4: i think i was still living in like o house and we chatted for most of the class and then um um and then uh i moved to turner and i think you lived there and then i think we, that's when we started really hanging out
1: yeah you were like a floor above me i think
4: yeah
0: like it was uh, no, pretty you easy were on
4: the same floor just like further down you were oh yeah
5: that's right <laughs> I met you guys around that time. Yeah. Cause I met Nate, I don't remember what class. And Andrew, you were roommates with Nate Shulman. Yes. And uh, one of my early I don't remember if you were there, but one of my early memories of college was hanging out with Nate in a dark room listening to the Smiths, The Queen Is Dead with other people. And I was like, This is the most fucking art school emo shit I've ever done in my life. And never again.
1: <laughs> like I, Nate was a great guy, but I sometimes wondered if he was catatonic. Like he kind of he kind of moves slowly, and he talks slowly. But I mean, he was one of the nicest guys I've met at Scad. But and he Nate would just seller, like, dude. and he he would have like he would he had like a thousand CDs all in like his shelf, not in the cases, and like totally like yeah. alphabetized, alphabetized and everything. And he had like the. I remember he had the Bose speaker, and he we we just listened to everything on his Bose speaker for for hours in in, in college.
4: He had quite the eclectic music uh, selection.
1: Yes, he did. He listened yeah. to everything.
4: Joey, do you remember how we met? Uh, I think it was through. I guess it was through Andrew.
0: Yeah, like you probably come
1: up,
4: like we would hang out with the. Um, Andrew and then you were friends. Andrew was friends with a, a friend from high school, and then uh, we start. We all kind of hung out, and then I think you popped over and in in their room. I think mean, that's how we started hanging out.
1: This was at Turner House, our second year.
3: Yeah, Turner. Yeah. Okay. Johnson, where were you? I didn't meet you guys till uh, Duffy House. I think sophomore. Year? How did it? How did no. we
1: well, you may be not them, but you met me the
3: first yeah, year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast. Me and yeah. you were Pat's roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, I remember Pat. Yeah. <laughs> P-Train. 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 <laughs> and actually, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy would come and hang out in Dyson a lot. So I met Andrew and Jeremy. Oh, also James, because James was there. He lived with him, and we would all kind of hang out around Dyson and yeah Andrew was kinda around as well and yeah seriously I don't, I don't I don't think I ever even saw you guys until sophomore year
0: yeah
1: and then you started coming to Duffy House the precursor to Super House yeah and that's where our adventures really began
0: yeah mm-hmm.
4: yeah Super- I, remember, I met Matt at, uh, at Duffy Street I hadn't met him yeah. yet before and I think he came
5: over uh, yeah
1: yeah. man we were basically alcoholics at that time
3: <laughs> that's true, yeah, that's
0: true.
3: <laughs> and let we're me not. ask you who found Superhouse? was it you
4: Johnny it was me yeah yeah I think cause we were living at Duffy and I think um, we were all like you know the summer oh. was coming up and I think some of us were staying in town um, you know, we're like, hey man, we should all like try to find a place to live. I think Jeremy maybe had brought it up, or we kind of yeah. brought it up together.
1: I remember this fairly well. I remember <laughs> we were all drunk at Duffy House, and classic. And then yeah, as we as we do as we did, and uh, we we of course we 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 call, like okay. So in Savannah, everybody started naming their houses that they lived at, and we lived on Duffy Street, so we named. Our house duffy house and then we uh had this party and then we thought that we would add johnson and jeremy to the duffy house crew for, for a total of five people and uh then i remember i remember jeremy said then it would be a super house <laughs> and then we we're like oh that kind of works that's simple and and easy and so we kind of stuck
4: yeah and so like basically just started looking around the ads and maybe about a week or two uh found one i think was it who was it me and was it jeremy or me yeah, and andrew was it you
1: andrew
4: maybe it was just me I, and jeremy.
1: we we no i remember being part of the uh, process and we, look. we, we looked at several places
0: yeah
4: yeah and they were like yeah there was a group of guys already living there and the landlord wasn't happy with how the place was looking.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah.
4: And, and she's like, she's like, don't worry about that. We'll clean this up. We'll clean that up. I'm like, I'm like in my head, I was like, no, it looks great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure yeah. it'll be clean,
4: but, what, you know, it, yeah. this is definitely a spot for, uh, you know, five people. And then that summer, I think, Matt, I think you were out of the country or out of <laughs> state for the summer.
3: Like yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I had like an internship. Somewhere.
4: Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, internship. And then uh, we had Eric B. sleeping in the laundry room.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. Yeah.
1: That was such an awesome time, man.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that house was seriously huge. It was. It yeah. was, yeah. was, was kind of baller, yeah. It's intensely big. For the listener, it was. Uh, it was,
4: we had, it was. Three stories, we had the two the top two stories. And with the apartment was basically kind of open space and then you had stairs that led up to another open space and their bedrooms were like along the wall. Yeah. And so you just come out and so you know, you could put couches. I think James brought his mon- we call it the monster, his big like yeah. floor the like, floor model big screen TV, called that up
3: two flights of stairs. That was
1: God, I, I helped with that. That was ridiculous, yeah. man.
3: I even set up a green screen in there. Remember that? Yeah, you did. Yes, yes, for
1: your for your final. Yeah, that was.
4: cool. Yeah, we yeah. Just had so much space to just like kind of have all our stuff. Uh, you know, we we you know we had to open space for, like bands to play. We talked about trying to have like a little like uh, art show. We never really got around to doing that. But
5: no. That's
1: yeah. Cause, uh, that's
0: because
5: we got too drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh my god.
4: Yeah, plus school, and, you know, some of us had jobs, and so, like, it just, some of it didn't work out, but, you know, it was a good year.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's weird, too, because it seems to take over, like, most of our college experience, but it was just the last year.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, that was weird. But uh, do you guys remember the names of the other houses? I remember there was Wonky House. That was Yukiko's place.
4: Yeah. Wonky House, too, because they had moved to another place. Maybe that was... House. they got didn't they call it java the house maybe yeah maybe it was java yeah. that was a
1: first name and then they changed it to wonky or something or am i remembering this wrong
4: i don't remember i know java ended up being one or it was like half java half wonky two,
3: or something but it was like java the house like java the hut yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there was uh titty ranch oh yeah oh yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days.
0: That would that be
5: a Teddy Ranch TV podcast.
1: That would be great. That was Abby's place, right? That was yeah. Lauren's and okay, right. Martha's place, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I don't remember Abby's place name. I think they had one though. Probably did. Yeah. I'm sure
0: they did.
1: Were there any? I think there were other names, weren't there? Or am I crazy?
4: I feel like that might have been it. <laughs> that I
5: can't remember I, I didn't feel like it was a lot but there were three the <laughs> honestly for like a Thursday night after class that's all you need where are you going kid ranch yeah house or super yeah. house so that's, yeah let me know send the text boys exactly out tonight
1: and also for the listener I want to explain like we went to an art school that had zero Greek life yeah. so yeah. we 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 didn't have like uh Delta, Kappa, Omega, or whatever the fuck. Like we had nothing, so we. I think that we felt a void there, so that's why we wanted to name all of our houses. And just kind of, kind of stuck ever since. It's so crazy. Like you guys realize we're coming up on the ten year anniversary of when we graduated. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that'll be what June first. Yeah. May May thirty first, something like that. Yeah. Something. Joey went for a second one, but uh, like me, Maddie and you graduated in '06, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. 06.
4: okay.
1: I guess that
3: makes sense.
4: yeah, because we got the place in '05 and '06. Okay, that makes yeah,
1: sense. exactly. Um, it's going to be kind of embarrassing for me, but I'm going to help. I'm going to try to open up the conversation more. What do you guys think about me when you first met me? <laughs> <laughs> Please go ahead. <laughs> I'm ready for
0: it. Ooh, <laughs> let me go <like>, first. first? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <in this case, laughs>
5: yeah. and you can go. It's fine. Right.
4: No, I, I mean, we met, like, in art history class, so it's like, you know, you're just meeting people in the desk next to you or in front of you and just, like, talking about class or whatever, and, like, Andrew was, was big in, like, hardcore bands, and so, like, uh, yeah. you know, we kind of talk about, like, hard whatever hardcore band we were in and, like, where we were from. Um, but I... You know, we became friends pretty instantly. Um, I thought you were great, you know?
1: Yeah, it was was easy with Joey, because we liked a lot of metal, like Metallica and shit and hardcore, and also, like, all the nerd shit that we talk about, too, like, really hasn't changed since we met. (laughs) Like, just, yeah, like, video games and whatever, because you know what? It is, it's strange... It's be, being a gamer for life. It, it is strange to find somebody else that's really passionate about fighting games. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people that love gaming, but just do not fuck with fighting games. But Joey and I, we could connect on that shit.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, Marvel vs. Capcom and all that, like, we were, like, talking about it.
4: I know a lot of people would give you shit because, like, you always look like you were high. And so a lot of people <laughs> would always say that.
1: Dude, that, that fucking wasn't... is the worst shit ever. I hate that shit. I can rant. I can rant about that shit for Wait. a second. Like, that I, was... I, I look high. I look high, cause the way my eyes look. But like, <laughs> Stefan and Balda, I, I think they have noticed that I'm a pretty productive motherfucker. Like, and oh, yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a productive weed smoker. Like, I hardly ever smoke weed. Um, that's what but, I thought yeah. when
5: I first met you,
1: uh, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
5: I just thought you were like this huge stoner that like metal. And I was like, I like metal too. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to talk to this guy. And then when I found out you didn't really smoke, I was like, but how?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when I met you, I thought, wow, this guy's really, really chill. He's <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> kind of like spacey <laughs> skater dude. You seem like a skater guy like I knew in high school. Yeah. I mean, you know you're southern, so, but you know that's approachable or what's the word? I don't know. <laughs> Approach? I think that's decent. Yeah, that's good. Or I mean, you know, I'm basically southern too, so like you know, I kind of can connect on
1: that. Your parents sort of have southern accents, even though you moved around oh, a lot.
3: Yeah. Oh, it, serious?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we all are considered southern here. Not kinda, we are. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I talked about Joey. With Johnson, I think we realized we liked metal too, and also uh, Johnson just says fucked up shit sometimes. (laughs) 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 And I was like, "Man, this guy is fucking hilarious." (laughs) So I connected with I connected with him on that level. What did that say? What did say about me? i don't know, I don't know this is, right? <laughs> and, and then with maddie shit um god i guess it was metal again but then also the nerd shit too like yeah maddie can talk about movies like a thousand miles a minute so i remember like two i remember maddie you kind of got more into film because of us am i wrong
5: yeah, no, you got, you're totally right. Uh, Cause I just like watched anything. I had no parameters for like what was good or bad. And then I started hanging out with like you guys, and I know Joey also watched a shit ton of movies too, before he was taking like film classes. And like Bowditch would be like, oh, you need to watch this Lupuson movie, and I'd be like, who the fuck's that? And he's like, he made The Professional, and I was like, oh, the movie's fucking great. So then like I <laughs> borrowed his like collection of that, and then Joey'd be like, oh, you need to watch some Kurosawa, and I was like, who the fuck's that? But I would just watch this shit, and you guys are literally my, like, teachers for film. Because I would watch anything. It didn't matter. But th- after school, I have I have a standard now. Like, I can just look at something and be like, that's good. That's going to be shit. But it's thanks to you guys.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I think yeah. I remember you talking about that.
3: Yeah. You yeah, guys definitely opened the doors to a lot of foreign films, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. School, school
4: definitely did that for me, because I... You know, I'd go to the movies every weekend with like my granddad, and you know, just kind of see whatever was open on that weekend. Just kind of figure yeah. out what I liked from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think even even just before I moved to Scat I started getting into a couple like foreign foreign films. Mainly samurai movies was kind of my like, or kung fu movies yeah. were my like breakthrough. You know, it's like reading subtitles and you know watching martial arts and stuff. And, something I was definitely really into then I got to school and so I was hearing about all these other like Godard and uh uh
5: you know various other
4: filmmakers and uh yeah got into them
5: I just remember Joey always having a stack of movies that like was yeah. to be watched oh yeah <laughs> like you would just bring like a Duffy house you would just bring it down and I'm like shit he's like gotta watch some of these yep. I think that's how like, I, I, I I that's how we watched uh I don't know if you were there, but that's the first time I saw Irreversible because I think it was on your stack of movies.
4: No, I think we all, we watched it together.
5: We out in oh, yeah.
4: in the recliner watching that one scene, and we just oh, like, oh, dude.
5: Dude. what a fucking intense movie to watch on a fucking day off of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone can could again. I think you left to go do something and someone else came over and they're like, oh I want to watch it irreversible. I was like, fuck, put it back in man. And <laughs> <Whoa, this." really? laughs> I watched it twice that day and I was like, I'm done. I never need to see this film again. Oh,
4: man. <laughs> yeah, we did the the Best Buy Tuesdays. Oh
1: dude. Yeah. Dude John, uh, Joey, you told told me about that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I was like <laughs> Joey was like going to Best Buy every Tuesday to buy like eight movies and I was like what the fuck is going on here? I never seen anybody buy so many goddamn movies in my life. <laughs> oh, were they on sale on Tuesday?
4: Yeah, uh, the first like the first week at Best Buy. It, this may still happen. Uh, they're they're on sale like twenty percent. Oh shit. Yeah. And so I'd pick up you know whatever new DVD. I might even pick up a couple of yeah I picked up a couple like CDs too and uh, whatever video game I might want to get at that point. But uh, yeah, Tuesday was the day.
5: That was a big trip into the, uh, the suburb area where all the shops were.
4: Yeah.
1: Right. Yes. In the car. <laughs> go to the mall.
3: Yeah. And we always hit up Moe's. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely hit up Moe's. That shit
1: was, that shit was good though, man. Yeah. I miss Moe's. Yeah. I, I Mo's every like... once a... I'll Mo's
3: see you like every the... once
1: in a while.
5: Oh. I'll go. Go
4: ahead, Joey. No, I'll say it. Sorry. Uh, Moe's was like Chipotle before Chipotle was out. I'm, Sure, mostly yeah. around the south, but yeah, it's kind of like Chipotle
1: for those who don't know. Moses better than Chipotle, though I think. Yeah. Yeah, they had that green
3: sauce
0: and yeah. fucking <laughs> <that> green sauce. verde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Oh
1: my god. <laughs> so, moving on, I guess a little bit. Uh, so uh i'm currently working at a tv channel here in los angeles um i wanted to ask you guys i wanted so if you guys could just talk a little bit about like where you are now and like what are like your ultimate goals if you have any if you don't that's okay because everybody's figuring it out as we go anyway um so joey can you go first
4: uh yeah um just like start what i'm doing basically no, you yeah, what,
1: you're, what you're doing right now and then, like, like dreams or aspirations okay. uh, or so whatever.
4: Yeah, I'm in L.A. Talked about it a little before, but um, I'm a camera assistant in the uh, Local 600 out here, which is the union. Um, so I, I guess sort of where I want to go uh, is, you know, move up to camera operator. And then, um, sort of future goals, uh, kind of what I want to do in the industry, you know, before I peter out, is uh, just like write and direct something. Like kind of get into that, to that world. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to do, and just kind of, you know, I just had to find something uh, to where, you know, that would pay the bills, kind of while I'm uh, looking into that. Um, and so I, so I kind of went towards the camera department. I've taken a couple of cinema. Cinematography classes in school. Um, got out to L. A. and PA'd for a while, um, and then basically went to start moving up towards the camera department, camera assistant. Uh, i have camera operated on a couple small things, um, so I hope maybe maybe the next year do more camera operating. Uh, like I said, do writing, and directing is something I want to do that's not in the film world. Kind of what I what my first degree was at SCAD was illustration. So, like, I've got all, like, my materials out here and stuff and just trying to find a good, like, you know, time to sort of, like, sit down and start doing some more artwork, you know. I keep making excuses about this and that and, you know, I get busy and, you know, my schedule is pretty sporadic. So, it's not like I have, like, Monday through Friday and I get the weekends off so I can kind of really make plans. But, um, but yeah, more illustration, uh, writing, directing.
1: And your illustration is essentially kind of like a sequential art, comic book style, basically.
4: Yeah, basically uh, that. Um, I, I went to SCAD. I wanted to do illustration because um, I I wanted to do sequential, but I kind of wanted I kind of moved towards illustration because I like telling sort of stories through one picture. Mm. Um, and like a lot of the artists I was really into at the time, and still are. Uh, we're more illustrator based than necessarily comic book based um, but I kind of want to do like I kind of want to do a comic as well you know kind of like do like a little web comic or uh, kind of create my own like give with some friends who are writers maybe do something with that I've I've had little projects here and there like throughout the years that just kind of fell through you know we all get, we all get busy and um, but yeah that'd be fun to to get into and do
1: Awesome. What about you, Johnson?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm. Jesus, what are do you doing? Uh, yeah, I've been living abroad for the last couple of years. I'm now in Riga, Latvia, which is in northern Eastern Europe, the Baltics. It's pretty much quaint AF European. <laughs> so you know, it's a cool place. My girlfriend works here, so that's how we found ourselves here. Uh, I work online for a company that is back in Los Angeles. I am a project manager for digital media projects. So uh, it's a lot of planning, a lot of design, a lot of layouts, mock-ups, a lot of scheduling, setting up milestones, estimates, crap like that. Uh, the, yeah, but the most fun part is when I do get to do, like, UI, user interface design, um, Anytime I get to do, like, some little illustration or graphics, uh, usually it's vector. Pretty much everything I do now is, like, vector-based. Um, I get to do some of the illustrations for the company's blog, so we put out articles a lot. Um, so I get to do those, which is fun. It's cool. I get to have... Pretty good creative freedom with those, and uh, yeah, I guess my dream would be to keep this up and like maybe automate it somehow. <laughs> automate, automate, <laughs> automate your art. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. Just the whole this whole process of project management. I mean, if I could get it to where I just all I have to do is send out a few emails and I'm done, that would be great. But, of course, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I realize
0: that, but
3: uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it's cool. I like it. I get to work with people from all over the place, and I get to do it from home, which is fantastic. I can just sit at home in my underwear, and you know, if I need to take an hour to play video games and just chill and relax, I can do that, if time
1: permits. <laughs> so. <clears throat> you're essentially what they call a digital nomad.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Which refers to, yeah, basically people who work for companies in the United States or Canada or Europe, but they live abroad. The really hardcore guys live in like Thailand or Cambodia or Vietnam or some shit. And yeah, I get nice sunny weather all the time and live even cheaper than I do. Like, I don't know what exactly their visa status is, because that's the other thing you always have to keep in mind. Uh,
1: I think they're always uh, crossing the border and updating in those they, third third world countries.
3: Yeah, yeah, they usually are, but uh, Thailand's definitely been cracking down on that. Uh, Vietnam, you always have to get the big sticker visa, and that's... I don't know what the regulations on that are. I don't know if it's harder there or not. Um, But you know, there's some countries that have like, uh, you know, e-workers, whatever you call it, uh, visas for basically geared towards digital nomads. It's like basically it says, you know, I have an income. It comes from outside of your country. It comes to your country. I spend it here. Why not let me stay here?
1: <laughs> what uh, what countries have this?
3: Uh, well, um, some European countries. I know France has one, Germany has one, Spain has one, Estonia has one. Um, probably more. I, I don't know. But uh, I believe some Southeast Asian countries do. I'm not exactly 100%. But... um. I think South Korea might even have one. I think they they came into that later like after I left <laughs> but um I mean it's a good deal for these countries. I mean it's basically like you know free fucking money coming in
1: <laughs> is your is your ultimate goal uh to kind of keep on doing this until <laughs> end of time basically
3: or living in Iran, yeah. Well, you know, I'm about to become legal here because I'm married to a European. So that you means... already
1: you already have married.
3: Well, we're we're in the process right now. It's being registered right now.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah,
3: wow. so like, yeah, so like in a month's time, it should be like official, air quotes.
1: So you'll be a European.
3: Yeah, yeah, I have uh, I have free roaming abilities because they're in the Schengen. They have. What's called the Schengen Zone, so it's basically passport-free travel within uh, most the Western Europe, some of Eastern Europe, um, and yeah, yeah. From there, she's like my girlfriend. She can move anywhere she wants in Europe, pretty much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
5: No big deal. Johnson's just getting married and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you bury you bury the lead on that one, man.
3: I we had that on this, this podcast. I know, but I, I need a like review. I feel like it's
5: always up in the air with you, Johnson. I feel like <laughs> when uh, you yeah. say it, you're like, it could be happening, could not. And honestly, like in a month's time, if you're just like, yeah, I just skipped, I'm out. I'd be like, oh, classic
3: Johnson. No, you no, know? I won't do that. I, I just okay. don't want to be that sappy guy It's like, yeah, I love her,
0: we're so in love with you.
4: <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> So you guys have like a little ceremony, or is it just like sign the paperwork? Well,
3: uh, for now, yeah, yeah. We're, right now, we're doing the paperwork just so I can stay legally. We're definitely gonna do something. I think we might focus more on the honeymoon than the yeah whatever
1: ceremony. That's what you should do. Yeah,
3: that's exactly yeah. what you should do. Like uh, Joey, you guys, you guys had a big wedding, yeah? Or
4: yeah, I mean, it was it was it wasn't too big. Uh, we definitely yeah. like way under what well, I think you you would hear right. spend um, we found a lot of ways to like sort of cut corners and do this and that but yeah it was we probably spent I don't know it was probably under 20 oh shit you know?
1: <clears throat> that's that's good but yeah
4: I mean if you you know if you guys aren't into it want to spend it more on the honeymoon I think that's a pretty good choice
3: yeah yeah I mean we just I don't know we don't have a lot of family that we particularly <laughs> wanna to call to come you know, fly right. over here. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I've got you.
3: Where would you go
1: for your honeymoon? You've been everywhere.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to think of something totally new. I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, is, yeah. maybe Australia, we haven't done that yet. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Neither of us have been there or New Zealand. I would
4: say New Zealand, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I' never been there either.
1: Uh, so Maddie, moving on to you, man. So uh... Uh,
5: well, I'm not getting married. <laughs> 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 so uh, don't really work in my field, so uh, I'm, just a, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just a supervisor at h H&M. and Uh Finally, I am happy that I am finally making I can save money and I'm comfortable right now. So that's yeah, nice. That's good. Um, uh, uh, I mean, the job's okay. I mean, it's 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 to get somewhere else. There's a lot of internships you can take through the company that are more art art influence. So hopefully, maybe something comes with that. Who knows? I might end up working in the fashion industry, but that'd be weird. <laughs> Because if you guys know me at all, uh, I'm not very fashion-oriented. It's a lot of black and blue jeans and black shoes, so, you know. Uh, But uh, for dreams, I mean, I hope, I'm kind of, I would love to be illustrating and just doing freelance and being my own boss kind of thing, which is slow going, but starting to get back into it. And also, maybe this podcast that we've all been working on can become something cool as well. Cause oh, yeah. love talking to you guys, and if someone wanted to hand me a paycheck to talking to my best friends, then fuck yeah, let's do that, man.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I've been trying to bust my ass to get this shit to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to get paid it's to be a super off. house it's member. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah,
5: right. It's about time.
1: <laughs> we this all time knew
5: this. This time we won't spend it all on kegs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we might, who knows?
0: But
3: <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of uh, Yukiko's uh, podcast, they kinda up the game on the the podcast images, so we gotta come up with some ideas
1: for a That's new true to- new and improved image. What are your ideas, Johnson?
3: Uh, Anime. uh I, I, my, the last one the one we had before is basically Superhouse Blown Up the Streets and I mean our we title. need to
0: do
3: that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need, the, need to have something maybe we need like a, a character some kind of Superhouse mascot or something <laughs> like that you know kind of <laughs> five of us could come together or six seven of us however many I don't even know come yeah, together least, and become one super being, what would it look like? You know?
5: And then then that super being had sex with the devil. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then, while having sex, we fused with the devil. <laughs> Johnson, go now. Sketches, I need to
3: yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, Johnson. it's got to incorporate, like, maybe, like, retro video game styles and elements, perhaps.
1: We all love that shit, yeah. yeah. They all like
3: some, some little 8-bit characters of us or something. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Johnson, just make it a cross between Chaken the Forever Man, and <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, Altered Beast.
3: Oh, dude, yeah. That's
1: the most nice. metal yeah. games of all time.
3: Oh, dude, what about Beast? an image that's like that Altered Beast, uh, you know, when he fucking becomes... The Beast,
1: basically. No, yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: Blue screen with the
1: fire. And, yeah. Know. And it oh, just super, he's
5: holding Super House, just holding yeah. the word Super House. Solid. I don't think it's like it's <laughs> uh, like, I have the power kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, they, but uh, their logo is off point. I saw it. It's and I was good, like, oh.
3: really good, yeah. I was and like, you, can, you are you're only one but,
5: podcast in, and you got a fucking badass logo. I know. The arms away. race
3: has begun.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're very professional about the emails too. To me, they're like, we uh we talked about this. It's a this time code, and then at this time code, and we have we have the Google Drive doc here. Here's a link you've been shared, and uh, just like they're fu- they're fucking really like they're on point, and they're only two in.
3: Mm. They really... us. They learn from the best.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it is. We have Google Docs too. They just don't know about it.
3: Yeah.
5: yeah. we had it before, right?
1: Yes, we did. Actually, we did. We did. We did. Okay. Have we been using it a whole lot? Not a whole no. lot. Not a whole lot until now, but I think we are now.
3: Oh, Andrew, that reminds me. We should get on a uh, like a newsletter, mass email, like uh, Mailchimp or something.
1: What would we say in that though? That's what I. That's what I want to ask. Know,
3: like a brief overview of the episode, and I mean we have one every week, so you know, main thing you get our listeners, you get their emails, or they submit the emails. I mean, and then it just automatically sends the message. Yeah, that sounds to good. SoundCloud.
1: Our show notes and shit. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. We uh, yeah, we could do that. I think that's good.
0: Just
3: an idea.
1: Yeah. I'm in. I think we need to do basically everything on the internet (laughs) to uh, (laughs) to to get this thing really going.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we we've kind of have like every uh, major uh, social media thing now too. So uh, I mean that's one more thing we got to do. Yeah. Um, since I've been editing, speaking of all this stuff, just a real quick tangent. Since I've been editing this uh, Japan video I made, quick plug. That's coming soon, I sort of kind of handed off the metal video to Stefan. He seemed okay. cool with it, I think. So, uh, he says he's probably going to have that next week at some point. Cool,
3: metal video, is yeah. The video game, that- yes.
1: So, okay. for the listener, just to explain one more time, we have a video coming out very soon. Uh, that is us basically just recording our video and audio from our google hangouts to talk about the most metal video games of all time and pretty much most of these are retro video games i think some of them like dark souls are new but uh... yeah it's just like that and its uh... should be good and i i haven't seen Stefan's edit yet but uh... i'm sure it'll be great
3: yeah.
1: and we have a few other things coming up Um and in November we should have a video or early December or so we should have a video about Rome so super houses everywhere guys
5: <laughs> about Rome I don't know
1: anything about this oh well I'm going to Rome in uh on the weekend of Thanksgiving because I already got paid vacation so hey and Johnson's probably gonna show up I oh, think shit Sure. Okay.
4: Uh-uh.
1: hopefully and Joey too. Joey Joey might may or may not. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I've uh, expressed interest. So, we yes. will uh, we'll, we'll look into it on my end for sure.
1: Yes, we're looking into at least 3 members here. And uh we'll go from there. My ticket's already bought, so at least I'll uh, I'll at least record some shit if everything else falls through.
4: So, do we want to talk about your Japan trip or did you want to wait for like uh the videos or
1: uh, we can do that now if you want. That was scheduled for later. Uh, Johnson, do you want to go into your section now, or do Japan trip first? I mean, my section really isn't anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what so
5: talking about it's all I have in the world. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, I I'm not sure exactly how long this section is going to be, but I recently went to Japan. If you've been checking out Instagram, uh, our name is Super House Podcast on Instagram. There's been a lot of videos on there and uh, I recorded another video that will be on YouTube soon I already have a rough cut of that about the top nerd spots in Tokyo Um, and I went there basically to hang out to hang out I actually went last September Um, I for the listener I've been a Japanophile my whole life and uh, I've been going I lived there from 2006 to 2009 right after college hung out with Johnson a couple times there as well and uh, uh and I went when I went in September of last year, I went all sightseeing, no hanging out. So I was kinda of by myself for most of it. Just going to temples and forests and bamboo forests and shit. Uh, and then like this trip was no sightseeing really and all just hanging out, getting drunk every night. <laughs> it was like what I needed at the end of the last trip.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got a super cheap cheap ticket. I will divulge that it was about $480 round trip. Wow. So
0: Damn.
1: you sometimes find those deals from L.A. because other than Hawaii, L.A. is one of the closest places in America to Japan. So I found some deals and I went. Um, it was just after Golden Week in Japan, which is like a spring break, but for adults and children. So I think it being the week after that, made it easier made it cheaper to go and uh, that's why I went and uh, I don't know other than that what do you guys do you guys have any like (laughs) questions or anything
3: well I saw you went to some places we both went to when I met you there
1: probably yeah
3: yeah in Akihabara you went to Super Potato of course yeah so it's like a museum to old video games except it's all for sale amazing
1: yeah, so this is uh, kind of... Yeah, so this is one of the... This is the first spot we go to in the video. Uh, it's in Akihabara, which is like a, the nerd district of Japan... Well, of Tokyo. Maybe of all the country. Uh, I say nerd district because it's known for... it's One of the other yeah. names for it is, is Electric Town, which is like electronics, video games, anime, manga, everything. Like, it's known as like otaku culture, like the whole district of the... Tokyo is devoted to that stuff, and this store is just retro games, but what's great about it, it's not just, it's hardly any American shit, it's retro Japanese shit, so it's even more interesting, and I don't know, just going there, I love going there, I just like, I like walking around it, and you can buy a Sega Saturn for $40, (laughs) you know, like, just shit like that. The top floor has a Street Fighter 2 arcade machine and a few other things like Neo Geo shit. And, uh, yeah, I'd love it. It's great. It's great. I go every time. And, uh, yeah, and then I went to Ikebukuro and a few other places. Not gonna. I don't want to give away the whole thing, but uh, that was basically it. Um, Joey, were you able to see the rough cut? I was able to see the rough cut. Um, I have a question for
4: from the video. What is the Wonder Swan?
1: Okay, <clears throat> the Wonder Swan is a portable system that was from Bandai, and it was supposed to compete against the Game Boy. Uh, it was very cheap at the time. It was released in 1999, and the system when it was new was fifty dollars. Oh, wow. Also, you could play it horizontally or uh, vertically. It was one of the first systems to do that. And the guy that created the Game Boy and the Virtual Boy created the system. He was fired, I think. The rumor is because he created the Virtual Boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so he, he was fired and went to Bandai, I believe. That's how it went. And then uh, created the Wonder Swan. And it was a portable system that was actually pretty popular in Japan, but never came out in America. And Joey's asking about that because there's one shot of it in Super Potato in the movie or in the video.
4: What type of games did it have? Did it have like any sort of franchise games, the sort of we would know or
1: Yes, yes it did. It had Final Fantasy. I think it had Brave Fencer Musashi like a version of that. Um, <clears throat> I could be wrong about that, but it had like a lot of uh SquareSoft support and um, a lot of major titles actually, but um for some reason, it just never saw the light of day in America. And you can emulate it on your computer, uh, but you got to keep in mind that you have to have at least some Japanese knowledge because there was never an English version for any of the games.
4: And what were the graphics? Based on? Were they like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance?
1: Yeah, you're looking at like uh, in between Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance, probably. Okay. And... There was a color version. And yeah, that's that's yeah. I never had one, but I've played the emulators a lot. (laughs) Okay.
4: I thought it might have been like something where it was like in Japan, Game Boy Advance was called the Wonder Swan or something like kinda like how the Famicom Super Famicom is for Nintendo, Super Nintendo in Japan.
1: No, same name but but it wasn't Nintendo. It was it was actually uh it was actually Bandai, which is weird. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Namco 2 because they kind of like merged. But, but yeah, and, and yeah, I've apparently, I, there's a there's a YouTube channel I watch a lot called uh, Metal Jesus Rocks. He's it's not a Christian channel. He just has that name because he has long brown hair and he likes metal. But it's about retro games, and he just recently released a Wonder Swan buying buying guide. And that's where I'm getting half my knowledge I'm giving you now. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was like fifty dollars apparently when it was new. That's why it was sold a lot.
5: Hmm. If they do something like that now, that'd be wonderful.
1: That would be great. <laughs> yeah.
5: I'm just One gonna thing, say, uh, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the shout out and showing some aliens and Predator figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, the only th- I like I thought the video was great. It just uh, made me really want to go and visit, which I already want to. But there's just more of a reason. At least I now know places to go. Well, actually, I'll be like, Hey, Andrew, want to go to Japan? Because I'm going. But at least yeah. I know some places to actually go check out because I literally know nothing about it. So it was interesting to watch the video and just kind of see like spots you've hit up before and stuff you're really into.
1: Yeah, like one of my things is like, like. Johnson like all of us like I really love travel I, I like that I, I like to think that that's like a theme of Superhouse and to make a travel video that was like pretty cool it was pretty cool
5: yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot sure. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll be releasing that this week so it's May 22nd now so uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this that video has been released um, another Sweet thing yeah, keep going. Go, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> uh,
4: travel videos. I'm um, going to be going to work uh, starting June 5th through probably the 27th of June uh, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Nice. Uh, I, uh, definitely try and uh, have a few videos come out from my little travels there from being at work. So cool. stay tuned.
1: That would be great. Yeah, put it on um, – well, do whatever you want, but there there is – everybody at Superhouse – the, the, there's a youtube.com slash superhouse podcast we all have our own playlists so hopefully we're gonna start populating those more and more as well or instagram or whatever
3: yeah. yeah I mean if more people knew about this place I would do a video of here but
1: <laughs> dude but that's yeah, fine you can do dude. it you should yeah. you should I don't know anything about lobby other than what you told me
3: sure sure yeah buddy do that yeah my- my pee-paw will be here at the end of the month, so that'll be a good excuse. Really? Yeah.
5: I thought you said Peapod, and I was like, "What the fuck's a Peapod?" No. Yeah. I was
0: like, pee-paw. "No way, let me rethink that."
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is your dad, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I remember, dude. I met your dad, man. We walked out of the car, like took one step, and your dad was like, "Want a beer?" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> <laughs> And then, Uh,
1: and then he kept talking about about government conspiracy shit, and I was like, "Holy shit, who is this guy?"
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's crazy.
1: I don't even want to go. He was like, "You know what happened at Area Fifty One, (laughs) right?"
3: But just for the listener, he's not like a crazy wacko. He actually is. He's military his whole life. He's you know Intel, that crap. So he's
1: which gave it more
3: Area Fifty One. Stuff. There's no real <laughs> more validity to a off. story. You know really
5: happened? <laughs>
1: yeah. He's trying to bury it, bury it, man.
3: Yeah.
5: Uh, Andrew, you should like tag this as Area 51 secrets
3: undisclosed on the podcast. We Ten thousand so listeners Yeah.
5: Yeah. Wait, you guys didn't say anything about it. Yeah, but we got you.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It Maybe worked, didn't it? <laughs> Oh my God! There's a couple things I want to say about Japan, like just small, small things. Uh, Nothing like huge culture shock type stuff, but like, like one thing that I noticed since I I noticed in September that I kind of forgot about, because when I when I I lived in Japan from 2006 to 2009, I moved back, and then I hadn't been back until last September, so like a good like five years or so, and one thing i had forgotten about was like like let's say for example there's a ramen shop right next to a McDonald's okay right next to each other same street they share a wall you walk into the ramen shop you kinda get a look like I wasn't prepared for this or what's this guy doing here or something like that okay they're like just totally not ready And then when you go into the McDonald's, they're like, they're like, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Like, yeah, I have no problem seeing this happen. Like, there's, and they're kind of more prepared to try to speak English and shit like that. But they could be sharing the fucking exact same, same wall, and then like, I don't know. I just thought that was so weird. Like it, like, I what I told Johnson before. I don't know if I told you guys, but. Japan and Asia in general are really big about like what's allowed in a certain place. Like some guy that told me he told me uh, like prostitution's illegal in Japan, except for in a whorehouse. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Gambling's illegal, except for in a casino. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Everything so like has its place. Yeah. everything has its place. So like like McDonald's like if you see a foreigner there, like that's that's the place, or a Starbucks or something, it's just like it feels a bit racist, but it's it's different than American racism. But it's yeah, it's definitely interesting to note. Indeed. Indeed. Uh,
3: Bush, is that giant Gundam still over at a what is it, Odave? Odaiba?
1: Odaiba. A yeah. uh, I've never seen it. I have a friend that's seen it. Um, I think it still is up. And there's also a Godzilla up in Shinjuku. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Like they have it like like it's attacking the city or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Maddie would go to that shit immediately. <laughs> we just landed. Where's the Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, dude, take
5: me to it. I can't wait for that new Toho Godzilla. So excited for it.
1: This should be good, yeah. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I okay. feel like
5: I would be like, oh, man, if I win, it would be, I'd, like, want to go to the video game district, and I'd, like, I wouldn't buy anything. I would just be in awe. Like, you. Like if we ever went, you'd have to film my face, like. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, because uh, it would be, like, someone's first time there. <laughs> like, cause I don't really know much about the culture or anything, and I'm not, like, not that I'm against any of it. It's just nothing that, like, I know Andrew's really big into it. I've just never, like latched on to it um, but then like my next stop would be like right after that it's like we're going to the suicide forest dude I want to be so <laughs> creeped out like we have to go
1: oh my god but, but I have no Andrew desire like,
5: yeah Andrew was like where should I go in Japan like when he was making this video and my my first response was suicide forest go now <laughs> like I just no. want to see it man it just sounds so crazy like Johnson have you been to it
3: Oh no! I mean, it's way out somewhere. I
1: yeah, to... I think it's near Mount Fuji. I think, but it's yeah. it's, what, it's what I'm
3: hearing uh... is a lot of excuses. <laughs> hey,
5: I'm, I'm in this foreign country, and I could go do this thing. Uh...
1: It hasn't it hasn't like gained popularity until recently. Like I've been going yeah. to Japan for years, and I never even heard about it. What? They just had the movie uh,
5: come out like before. I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it like a while ago, but I watch a lot of like ghost shit and stuff, and I'm into weird, culty, weird shit, so that's like definitely popped up on my radar a couple times. Have you seen? The movie The Forest is also a piece of shit, so. (laughs) Huh? Have you seen The Hornets, dude? The what?
1: There's hornets in some forests, not the suicide forest, but like it's nightmare fuel. There's. We have a giant. Yeah. Like you're talking like. I
3: don't want to see any
1: humongous prehistoric looking hornets that will haunt your dreams like <laughs> you not want to see that you need you need immediate atten- like medical attention if you get stung like you wow. could seriously die like they're they're insanely big and they're only in like one or two forests in Japan like it's crazy
4: burn that forest down
1: <laughs> god it's it's nuts dude japan's home to some weird shit <laughs> Or captured in your
3: pokeball. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: So I kind of thought that that worked, I I that worked out real well. <laughs> yeah. I what
0: were you we saying, Joe? Really interesting. It's in my,
4: home, my hometown of uh, Durham. and um, you guys have probably seen these videos, and probably the listeners as well. Just over the years on the internet of like, um, box trucks. You know, like U-Haul trucks. Like you see a video of like a bridge and you see a u-haul truck coming towards the bridge and like it just gets like cleaved in on the top of it
0: Mm. like
4: it it, it's like the bridge is too low the truck's too high and it just smashes into the bridge and stops or like it's called like it's dubbed like the can open
3: yeah
4: it peels back the top of the trucks or whatever you guys seen these videos
3: yeah no not exactly
4: okay i can imagine yeah, check them out. I mean, there's there's a whole thing. But I just found out that that bridge is in downtown Durham, uh, which I've driven under many a time. And I uh, just found that out on the news. Um, but, yeah, these videos have been around. And I was like, oh, man, it looks like someplace, like, I don't know, somewhere. But did not know that it was in my hometown of Durham. Crazy.
1: My, my town – My hometown of Griffin, Georgia, is known for having this sign that says, If you hit this sign, you will hit that bridge.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it on Reddit, man. It's hilarious. Johnson, did you read some BuzzFeed shit?
3: Oh, is it my... Act like a crutchy old man section.
1: Yeah, basically. So uh
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wah, I
4: don't like stuff. Yeah.
1: So so for the three listeners we had before, um, I wanted to say that uh we've had sex position up until this point, but uh it's reaching to a, a level to where uh, uh Johnson's running out of stories. <laughs> so as if you've listened to Johnson and Bush, you might have realized that Johnson has some uh very un PC views. And this might actually go along with uh what uh Adam Carolla has said <laughs> a couple times, a time or two yeah. be- a time or two before. So uh <laughs> so
3: yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I you know I always like Adam Carolla. We I think we agree on a lot. We have a lot in common. Um uh, so should I just hop right into it?
1: Like, yeah. So what Johnson is doing right now is that he's going through BuzzFeed and checking out the top shit. You know, there's always... just to just to comment on it.
3: <laughs> um, if you guys want to get on and see if see feel free. Uh, oh, here we go. A plus size model plays Joe's Jonas' love interest in his new video, and it's hot AF. <laughs> underneath, underneath, in small text it
0: says,
3: no fucking lie. <laughs> "So fucking hot."
1: How plus actually, is she though, dude?
3: Oh, actually, it's your girl.
1: Oh, it's fucking uh, uh, Ashley
0: Graham.
3: Ashley yeah. Graham, yeah. Now she's hot. She's she's like healthy looking. She's not like seriously, guys. Look up Tess Holliday. This is the one I was talking about before. Look her up and tell me your thoughts.
1: Yes, this is from another Johnson & Bush episode. Again, for the listener, this is a – we have a couple spin-off podcasts. Um, The first one was Johnson & Bush. The second one was Camera Noise, which is uh, Steph and Santa Cruz, who's not here today, and Maddie, that's here right now. Um, They have have a duo session. Uh, And then we have uh, Intergalactic Circus, which is Yukiko and Rachel. Rachel's never been on Super House, but she's been on. She's a co-host of uh, of Intergalactic Circus, so we have these uh, a lot of spinoff podcasts, and maybe we'll try to clean that up for everybody in the future. But for right now, we're all kind of sharing the same stream. But you should be able to kind of know exactly what you're listening to by this title.
2: <laughs> but
1: okay. uh, I said in the previous podcast that I felt that she was. She's almost too good looking for it to even be progressive. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Like she's she's Ashley Graham. Okay. Ashley Graham is like she's been on she's like the top plus size model. She's been on like the cover of uh Sports Illustrated and shit. And she uh she said I mean not she said, but she uh she's like too good looking for for it to even be considered progressive. Like she's like super hot, but just kinda sort of big bigger big yeah. for a model big for a model she's just
3: right she's just like a regular chick who's a bit thick and it's still hot like yeah there's there's no like pushing the envelope really but Tess Holiday, on the other hand is <laughs> a gargantuan <laughs> whale monster
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I mean wait, wait.
1: <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear Johnson <laughs>
3: a plus-size lady <laughs>
1: No, keep going, man.
3: I, I, dude, she's big. She's too big. She's like. No, oh, she's
1: she's too big for my personal taste, but for yes. For most of the
3: world's taste, she's too big. <laughs> Johnson said. Wish, keep going, I wish, sorry. I wish men would just admit it that, like, you know, she's too fucking big. Like, this isn't like. Okay, yeah, if beauty is a socially constructed whatever, of course it is. We have to fucking look at each other. Of course we would <laughs> choose what's hot <hard> or <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I get it. I, I like that there's like a bit of, like, Ashley Graham, like, she's good. The te- yeah, I understand the test holiday thing, but I don't know.
3: She's it's just uh, at its best, you know? It's just like, it's like, here, boys, here's a really fat girl, like, you know? And then they watch your reaction really intensely, like, what are you going to say? It's like, oh, yeah, she's beautiful, I guess. You know, she's not really my thing, but she's beautiful. Like... <laughs> no, she's like uh, rolls upon rolls. <laughs> I mean, let's just all be honest here. Joey, yeah. Maddie, any thoughts?
4: <laughs> no, I mean, she's definitely... Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... But no, I mean, I think she's she's definitely pretty, and I mean, if she has a pretty face, yes. If it's working for her, then I mean, let her, you know, let her let her do it. Tess um, holiday, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, is it? I don't know. Is this going to go on your
3: wall? Is this bank bank material? (laughs) I don't know.
4: I don't know.
1: know, He says. (laughs) Joey's
3: I'm a fan fan of all. That's right. That's right. That's right. I know, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not here to like, shit all over large people, it's fine, but you know, it just, it is tokenism, let's at least admit, admit that.
1: By tokenism, can you explain what you mean exactly?
3: Well, I mean, essentially, like, uh, God, how can I explain this without like, indicting myself? <laughs> <laughs> That's already
1: done, man. It's basically like,
3: yeah, here's a lineup of beautiful models, like, thin, attractive women, like we're used to. But then, you know, we're progressive. We constantly have to change things, right? So then they throw into the mix. Here's something you traditionally, you you know, before you would never find attractive. You would not, you know, maybe a few guys, of course. But it's like they put it into the mix and... It's supposed to be on the same level, which it's obviously not. But, um, you know. You think of it like, uh, here's a litter of puppies, now we're gonna put a kitten in there. <laughs> Wait, what, what? I mean, I, th- I think
4: that it's good that like, you know, we can, we can see something a little different in that this uh, lady of this size can play in the same game as the size twos or size zeros. You know, I know it's it's not what we've seen and have been told to like, but it's good to see something uh you know, different, like all all sizes can play.
3: But is she really playing? Isn't it kind of like, you know, the special kid they put in on the team? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like let it pass the ball to him every once in a while. Just make him feel like he's part of it, you know? <laughs>
1: I will say I feel like this is a slightly different topic, but I think that there's a disconnect between what girls are generally considering as attractive and what guys actually like, because a lot of a lot of girls look to these it, seemingly I'm going to say seemingly from my perspective I could be wrong, but there's this like perspective that like a lot of uh, girls look to like models like runway models and Calvin Klein or whatever the fuck you know that kind of shit. they think that like that's the pinnacle of beauty whereas guys don't give a shit (laughs) look at the Calvin Klein model or whatever compared to a porn star model a porn star (laughs) these bodies are totally different and which what got what are (laughs) this probably really fits in with what Adam Carolla probably thinks but, (laughs) but like what are guys gonna be more attracted to I mean fucking seriously now yeah. But I mean, girl, girls girls things- don't watch well girls do watch porn more than they like to admit, but it's it's seem look, I'm going to say seem. I'm saying seems. It seems like they're paying more attention to the runway model type than the porn stars that guys actually give a shit about. Sure.
3: And I like both those body types. It's just uh, you know, again, when I think about it like on the world scale, it's like if I look at the girls here, there's not a fat one among them same in Japan, that's the thing, what if you showed this Tess holiday to a group of girls in Japan, what would be their initial reaction?
1: I mean, yeah, they would say she's really big, and <laughs> it's weird that she's popular, probably, I'm just yeah. guessing, but, uh, and they would say, like, again, I'm, I'm American, kind of guessing, I've been dealing with Japanese people for a while now, but I feel like they'd be, like, model should be kind of like more of a pinnacle of human genetics.
3: <laughs> well that's why it's a model. A model is <laughs> yeah. something that is what you're supposed to I mean you're not supposed to like aspire to, but it is supposed to be perfected, you know.
1: Yeah, or, yeah,
3: yeah. You know, the human being yes. idealized, right? That's that's why it's a model, a model version Of something like a model of a car and this is going to be you know top-of-the-line
1: this this transfers into like even the comic book conversation they're like the you know like storm or Wonder Woman isn't like a realistic body type and it's like well, of
3: course not bro
1: this is a this is a fantasy here like even their body type is a fantasy like if Superman had a beer gut I would kill myself Right. Like, Superman's got to be ripped to shreds, you know? Yeah. All of them got to be.
3: Yeah, the worst was, like, Tomb Raider. Why does she not uh, have a real-world body? Well, it's because the girl fucking rock climbs and fucking... <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. swings from vines and climbs trees and fucking all that. Like, she's going to be fit. Be fit people do exist. They are real, <laughs> but we <wait> bring <for> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. You exist in the world. Like... I feel
1: like Maddie and Joey are just biting their tongues, man. <laughs> That's what I think. Like. Come just, on. Uh, no commentary?
3: Shit.
5: I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It's just...
3: he's still us kind of, That's
5: it. <laughs> I'm just in the realm of, you know, whatever... Like, I don't know this person. I don't care what she does with her life. It's not a big thing for me. Well, ultimately, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and I just... I don't know. It's just... It's just, it's weird to, to like pick out like body types. Like I wouldn't be with this kind of person or I wouldn't be with that or I don't like this kind of person or this. I For me personally, I've just kind of been, you know, whatever comes my way and if they strike me as someone who's like fun to be around, then yeah, fuck, why not? I mean, if it's what's considered plus size to, you know, super thin, that's like almost unhealthy because, you know, I've kind of dated like both ends of that spectrum where it's like, someone who's, like, like looks unhealthy is just like, I can't, like, like this person I'll take out, and eats a lot, but they just have a high metabolism, but they're super thin. And it's like, that's weird. But then it's like, you got with someone who's a little bigger, and then it's like, oh, she eats too much. And it's like, well, I mean, fuck, man. You know, like, my metabolism, like, I don't look like Andrew at fucking all, man. Like, Andrew's, like, fucking pretty fit, and I'm not, you know? So, I don't know. It's just, I... I mean, it, this makes for a very good, like, conversation to have, but at the same time, I just don't think I give a shit that much about it anymore. Uh, yeah. I, don't I, know. Know. I mean, I, I definitely have, like, a type or, like, something I go after, but I'm also not opposed to seeing what a person's all about and being generally surprised. I recently went through, I guess, like, some depression and got a, and gained a lot of weight, and then I lost it. Um, and, you know, if that's what you want to do – if just do what makes you happy. If you don't feel happy with the body type you are, then do something about it. And if you're happy with who you are, fucking rock it till till you're done because we only get one chance at this, man, at this life. So have fun doing it. And if you want to be a big plus-size model and fucking rock it every day, fucking do it. I give no shits about it.
1: No, I get that. Like, obviously, like, like, well, Tess Holly is a different story, but like Ashley Graham <laughs> or somebody like that, it's like I could definitely use a little bit more of that because I... Like yeah, like curves in my opinion are a good thing, and uh, I could definitely live with more of that. But uh, like, what kind of like is there a body type you generally go towards? Like skinny girls, sort of chubby, or what, uh, uh, Maddie?
5: Oh, I, dude, I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've been in that game. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, Come on. Uh,
5: I don't know. I guess recently for me like girls that have been attracted to me and that have just like sought me out have been like very thin. Yeah. Um and I've just kind of just been like all right, cool. Like let's just do this and see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been very like not into like going out or anything, so I haven't really been on the look for anything. Like don't get me wrong, there's like there's like that moment where I'm like I need things right now in my life, but just, <laughs> No, I like really haven't been like looking for anything I mean honestly if someone just wants to sit down and watch a fucking horror movie with me we're in good job let's go let's start dating you know uh, I don't know but it, it basically for me it's been a lot of uh, really thin uh, some people consider like, like girls that would be like oh you don't eat enough like you need a fucking cheeseburger like they say that shit and I'm like but no like we go out to eat all the time she's just really thin I mean I don't know
1: yeah. So, for the listener, I think the reason that the skinny girls are attracted to Maddie is because he has one luscious beard. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably true. I'm <laughs>
5: um, <but. laughs> I've had this shit for ages. <laughs>
1: and it's just now in fashion. Yeah. I was the only guy at Superhouse with no beard for a while, and everybody was like, Bush, what the fuck? <laughs> Girl, fucking beard.
4: Maddie, when's the last time
5: you uh had
4: a nice little clean face?
5: Um <laughs> uh, I got in a bike accident and I got a big scar under my chin and I had to uh I was in the hospital. I got hit by another uh bicyclist am um, going the wrong way. Um and uh are you still
4: there? I'm still here, yeah, yeah. I think okay. Andrew Okay.
5: Um but I got hit by another cyclist and um had this big cut under my chin, like I could stick like, like hat, like not like the tip of my finger into it. Um, so mm-hmm. had to cut my. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and like, oh, we need you to trim your. We're gonna have someone come in and trim your beard down, because we have <laughs> to stitch that up. And I was like, okay. This lady walks in with like a barbasol can and a fucking like just, just a razor and was oh, like, yeah. okay, I'm ready. I was like, fuck no, someone go get me some scissors right now, because you got to cut this shit before you can just start shaving this shit yeah. off. Like yeah. This thing was fucking massive, probably, definitely one of the long, longest, one of the, definitely one of the longer beards I've had, um, but uh, that was the last time I had to cut it off, and like, I was going to keep my mustache, just because I was like, I've never just had a mustache, <laughs> but I saw like, there was a red mark, and I thought I got cut there too, so I shaved that off, and then it wasn't, it was just like a little like red bruise or some shit, so, but that, I don't know how long ago that was.
4: Is that like Chicago?
5: That was Chicago. It was oh. like the last bike accident I had there. So, but yeah, I don't. Sometimes it gets luscious and sometimes it's not. Sometimes I cut it short. <laughs> but
1: oh man, good talk. Good talk. I thought
5: we, I thought, I thought we were going to talk about the Jonas Brothers. I didn't <laughs> know this was going to happen.
1: Wait, what about the Jonas Brothers?
3: I don't know nothing about him. I thought Johnson was gonna like. Oh well, uh, the, about your that their new girl was in a video as his love interest. That's that's actually great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I ultimately don't care. But I still can't help but see things for what they are. It's the tokenism. She's, you know, to make the fat girls happy and get their clicks. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh
5: man someone's got to say it it's got to
3: be Johnson, I'll Johnson it. Johnson's Johnson got to say it I'm not apologizing anymore ladies anybody I don't give a shit
1: Johnson <laughs> when did you first realize PC that's not for me
3: oh I knew it like back in high school when they tried it in the 90's <laughs> like you know I was a kid that grew up listening to like Carlin and all those guys and he even back then he was like yo, there's some stupid shit going on. People are trying to change your language and trying to make, soften everything. But ultimately, they're just trying to, you know, suppress speech and thought. And I don't know.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get it. I mean, I think everybody has on pc thoughts. I mean, that's just what humans, that's what being human is.
3: That's the thing, it just denies, yeah, it just really turns a blind eye to humanity. It doesn't really do anything, it doesn't move anything forward, it doesn't move any conversation forward, it just has us all acting like drones, essentially, just saying this, you know, new speak (laughs) that really just doesn't say anything, like. I
1: think the the internet, too, is making us all kind of have a similar experience. and.
3: Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the internet is the battleground for all this shit right now. It's,
1: <laughs> it's better than it was in the past, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stupid YouTube comments versus... Uh,
3: well, the other thing is just in the States, it's just like... I mean, obviously, we're a very polarized country, and it just keeps getting pushed. Further and further out and there's just no real conversations happening no real solutions there's people on one side saying this is fucked up and people on this side saying this is fucked up and it's like well what's the compromise what's the solution and they're not interested in that all they're interested in is just putting each other down which I guess that's exactly what I was doing but whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, you can't win. You can't win nowadays.
1: Like there's there's no word for political correctness in Japanese. Because Oh
3: yeah. That's yeah, that's a country where people have real conversations. It's like this is what I think. Here it is, out of my mouth.
1: Well oh, that's That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. true and not true. I think that they're not saying some things not out of fear of being on PC, they're just saying it they're not saying it out of, yeah, you're <laughs> right. out of politeness, you're but right.
3: you're right. You're right. All there's
1: right. you're you're talking about a country with like almost no racial diversity and no history of racial diversity. So there's there's literally no word for PC for political correctness. So um, you try to explain this to Japanese people, and sometimes they just like don't get it. They some people do, especially people in Tokyo, but. Uh, yeah, it's just a totally different thing. Like, can you imagine growing up in a country where talking to somebody that's not your race uh, and doesn't speak your language fluently like happens like once or twice in your life? Yeah. Like that's in twenty sixteen. That's there's still a shitload of people like that in Japan. Yeah. So that's just how it goes. But uh, of course, we're different. So there you well, go. Well, the other
3: thing to note that the, this notion of PC doesn't even exist outside of you know North America and Europe really
1: yeah you think it's a white guilt thing
3: oh absolutely <laughs> for a lot of <laughs> elements of it yeah sure.
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: uh, when it comes yeah. to body sizes that's just like that's a whole other thing
1: <laughs> yeah I think that that whole body acceptance thing is fairly new as well even in America
3: sure all right. Well, it's just that you know, large people are coming into a majority, sort of <laughs> a majority. <laughs> yeah. they got they got the they got the numbers now. In America, yes, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right? Well, that, again, that's why this is kind of only an American thing, for the most part, North American thing.
1: I heard that, like, again, this is just a story I heard, so I don't know how true it is, but. I think it was, like, in Sardinia or somewhere in, like, Southern Europe, but, like, there's not really a whole lot of, like, going to work out. You just, uh, it's, it's it's in your day. You walk to the station, you walk to your job, you, uh, you help your friend out in their garden, maybe, on the weekend, like, you're just kind of, like, you're active, but you're not, you, no one goes to the fucking gym.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely, just... right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I was telling you about that before, the, the whole gym culture, like, I didn't, yeah, it, it's like totally an American thing.
1: Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: You know, gains and going and getting <laughs> leg day and all that or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, like it Yeah, I. You don't see that here or anywhere.
1: They eat a <laughs> lot too. I think I've like well, what I've seen with Japanese people is like when they, when we go out to eat, like, they order a shitload of food, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, more than you could ever eat, like, it's insane. Like, I'm from America, like, I'm from fucking Georgia and Alabama, and, like, going to eat with them, it's like, they just keep ordering and ordering, it's like, oh, my God, this shit never ends. It's fucking great. Well, dude,
3: it's, it's the food, it's the food in the states. We got some kind of chemicals, some kind of shit in the food that just fucks us up. uh, When I first came back to the States, when I met you in L.A., I put on a few pounds, obviously. I was not in my best shape, and it was because I still had my eating habits, like from Korea, where I could go out and eat a lot. I didn't – but, you know, not like I was eating – not like I was a fucking pig, but it was just like I wasn't really watching what I was eating. But when I came back to the States, I really had to start looking at everything and, like – Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. I think the other thing – sorry, Johnson. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no,
5: go ahead. Oh, well, I was just, like, you live in Chicago, and I think, like, Chicago, maybe New York, you definitely have, like, there's a culture of, like – I mean, a lot of us rode bikes, but you were walking. A lot, a lot in Chicago,
0: yeah.
5: like you, I didn't have a car there for six years. I rode my bike for six years, I, or that, or I took public transportation.
3: Yeah.
5: So, um, but I I feel like you know when you live in like I live in Ohio now, it's just a very culture of we drive everywhere. That's what you do. So yeah. if you go out and you have like a cheat like some Chick fil A here and then Chick fil A there and then Chipotle. And then something else, like, you're having, like, four meals or something, like, that shit's got calories upon calories. Yeah, and you're not doing all. anything to burn that shit off. But, totally. like, in Chicago, you were walking or riding everywhere because that was, like, your main mode of transportation there. And it's it's sad that, like, a lot of cities aren't built around where you could ride a bike or have the opportunity to maybe do something that's considered more of a healthy way of travel Totally, um, because everything's so spread out. Um, I feel maybe in... In some of the European cities I went to, it seems like they're more based around, like, taking a train or, uh, you know, bicycling or walking to and fro places. Um, so, I, I just, you know, America is definitely, like, big cities. Some big cities in America are just built to make sure you have a car, to make sure the auto industry oh, is most doing well. cities and in have... America. Yeah. But, most I don't counties. know. I mean, Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, and you know what sucks? Like with the gym thing, it's like you gotta pay money to go to the gym, and then you lose like two hours out of your day. Like that. Like when you're in the work week, those are valuable hours of your life. Yeah. It's exactly. Like, I mean, some people enjoy it. I mean, I get it, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's never been for me, really.
5: Yeah. Well, that's my thing too. It's like when I was trying to lose weight, I was like doing all this workout stuff and I hated it. So then I just started watching <laughs> watching what I ate because I really like riding a bicycle. But like I, like in my mind, I have to have a destination. Like I have to be going somewhere. Sure, yeah. I can't just like ride a bike for five hours. It's like, you know, if it's like part yeah. of my day. Like, oh, hey, I got to go to work. So I'll ride my bike to work. Then I'll ride it back. Oh, hey, these guys are going to the bar. I'll meet them at the bar. You know, so it, it's, different moving from Chicago to, like, Louisville, Kentucky, where I didn't really have, like, an opportunity to really ride anywhere until I moved to, like, Bardstown, which is a pretty, like, it's kind of like the Wicker Park of Louisville, right, but I I just feel like dieting and, like, making yourself healthier, trying to, kind of finding what you like and trying to work with that, and, you know, I don't know, man, it's just hard, and I don't like
3: it, I hate it, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but, man, it, 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 I don't I can't get over it like like when I'm anywhere else in the world it's just like everybody is skinny effortlessly and it's like yes. I mean like everybody like you know large or overweight or you know definitely like morbidly obese is like the high exception
5: yeah like here well, I mean, like South
3: Korea Japan wherever Argentina
5: when I was in Spain, I'd see these, like, older men with these big guts, but, like, they would be walking around in these shorts, and they'd have calf muscles, like, fucking Tour de France, like, fucking cyclists, man. And you'd be like, yeah. what the fuck? And it's like, but, I mean, these guys are probably eating, like, pork, like, fucking pork sandwiches, like, fucking every day, but then just Very walking same. as well. Um, but, like, it was just a weird thing to see, like, someone that, that was, like, and it's not like they were, like, overweight or anything. It's just, like, they had, like, they were a little bigger guy, you know? Well, that's like, just like old man see anyone, like, yeah yeah i didn't see anyone like in my travels in europe really that was like morbidly obese of like what we have a lot of here, here in america
0: yeah. like
5: that was a rarity there like i'm like nice. you man everyone i saw I was like how how do you do this <laughs> yeah i've been hanging out with you for three days straight and i've seen you do nothing but drink beer
0: yeah <laughs> eat well, shitty yeah, fruit, and yeah.
5: fucking great you know and, and it's just like I don't know, man. I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I mean, maybe their shitty—what I consider shitty food—is actually not as bad as, like, as it
3: would be it's in not. America. It's not. That's the so. thing. It's not. Like, they can eat breads and fatty meats, and you know, and still yeah. be fine. Because I mean, ultimately, your body needs those things anyways in their natural state. It's just when they get pumped with fucking god knows what. Yeah. Then it fucks people up.
1: Yeah, but you become a hippie when you're like you don't want chemicals in your food, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, aren't well. you
1: aren't you like a standard American Christian? You don't you want like man interfered food? Okay, uh, that, that's over. that's what I want to say to these people. Like, <laughs> like, like, dude, if like organic is like in your opinion, like the way you're looking at it, organic is the God made shit.
3: Dude, just tell them you want food in America to be like it was before the '80s or late '70s.
1: Yeah, '70s is when it changed, I think.
3: Yeah, just tell them you want. Yeah, you want that old American. I think a lot of people see
4: it as it being too expensive to get the uh, farm table. uh, You know, sort of organic foods, and I think a lot you hear a lot of people like you know, sort of the gluten-free and they sort of look at that as sort of the, you know, they go towards the gluten allergy, which may or may not, uh, yeah. you know, be an allergy, which I think at this point uh, there is uh, an allergy. But, of course, you'll hear a lot of people, like, saying that they are allergic to gluten or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, there's sort of, like, kind of demonized in a way, you know.
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's very... on um... Okay.
4: no you're seeing like a lot of different like cereals and stuff are becoming gluten-free and it's definitely making uh things are definitely changing
1: yeah
4: i think towards the better but yeah i mean
1: there's a bigger there's a bigger thing here too i think like if you look at japan and europe especially well most most countries actually that are not american australia there's a huge food culture that existed before modern society or whatever And you have America that has, like, it's really young and, like, there's not much food culture yet. It takes a while to develop. And, like, I don't know. I think there's something to just, like, a Japanese person following a Japanese diet, they're going, they don't even give a shit if it's healthy or not. They're just trying to follow what's culturally there. And, I don't know, maybe that helps them to be skinnier or it's more, there's less chemicals in it or something. I don't know.
4: I think a lot of it helps to do with portions.
1: Yes, that's a big thing. Yes, portions is
4: a big thing in America. They want to, you know, if you go to, like fucking, uh, what is it, um, Olive Garden, Olive Garden, or the big (laughs) big Italian restaurant um, starts with an M. I'm blanking on it, Uh, Uh, but they seem like they give you like the family size, like portions, and it's like, you know, if you get like spaghetti or whatever, it's like, you know. They're probably like, well, it, you, two people could eat this, or you could take yeah. the rest of it home. It's like yeah. I don't really need all of that, but I guess sure I'll have leftovers, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah.
3: You know, you
4: know, Magiano's like... is the
3: name. Maggiano, right? Uh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But kind of, but but then again, it, it is kind of true what what Andrew was saying earlier about there are some meals that are just gargantuan too. And uh, I don't know. The other thing about the states is. The food is, like, all basically, like, made in a factory. It's in a box, <laughs> in a can. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the ones you really have to avoid. Just anything out of a box or a can. Because that's something that's been yeah shot I am... full of preservatives so it can be shipped across the country. Yeah, I'm you know? terrible.
4: Like, I grew up on, like, going to, like, fast food and all, like, the chain restaurants. And, like, it's hard for me to, like, break away from that. I am one of the people that have, like, a high metabolism.
0: So
1: yeah. I can
4: eat whatever and, like, sure. barely gain any weight. I hate you so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, man. I'm one of those guys, like, I'll, I'll gain muscle or fat very quickly. Yeah. That's how I am.
0: Thank you.
3: But, uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's the other thing. When I go to the grocery store here, there's a definitely, like, a stark contrast. It's, like, there's very few boxes or cans. It's mostly, like, shit wrapped in paper or, you know, in a little fresh container, plastic box or something.
1: And yeah, there's also like like uh, this is a side tangent, but uh, France has just now made it illegal to give away food or to uh, throw away food that is actually still good. Like oh, they'll good. they'll start to uh, uh, lower the price, and then when it gets rotten, they maybe they throw it away then. But like until the point where it's rotten, like you can you start to get it cheap, or they'll give it away to the homeless or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's
4: good. That's really yeah.
1: good. Yeah.
4: That's something like in in production, it's it. That's a one thing we always talk about. Like, we could, we have like catered meals at a certain point in the day. Like, sometimes it'll be at one point, sometimes it'll be at different points depending on like if certain crews have come in earlier, certain crews have come in later. Um, we'll have like a big catered meal, and so when that that meal hasn't been eaten, like there's still leftovers. I'm I'm not sure if the caterers do something with it if it goes to like the homeless or they sort of you know, do what they do with it, but I think that's something we always sort of talk about. It's like, where's the rest of this food going to go? we just going to throw it away, or do we, like, you know, I feel like there should be some sort of, like, little company that's like, hey, if you have leftover foods, like, you know, call us, we'll drive right over, take it, we'll take it to, like, the homeless shelter downtown or something like that, but that's always, like, a sort of question that comes up.
0: Yeah, they should do that.
3: Like, if any, anybody's worked in a restaurant, you know how much food gets thrown yeah, out yeah. every single day. Crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, even if the food just went to be used for compost or for pigs to eat or fucking something, don't put it in a plastic bag and send it to a landfill. Like,
0: yeah. Do
1: yeah. anything with
0: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It'll come back to you. Yeah. That's good karma,
0: bro. <laughs> we're talking
4: about like the sort of chemicals. Uh, my wife and I were just at Target, uh, grabbing food, and uh, there was a uh, two parents with their little kid. And he's like running around. He's like, "Mom, I want this. I want this." And the mom was like, "No, that has that has high fructose corn syrup. It'll give you know. cancer." <laughs> and just like it's like other things. It's like man, like you know. Just tell the kid it's bad, or no, you can't have it. It's like scare the right. kid, you know. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't
4: you know, know about Jesus, cancer.
1: I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think I, I don't know about cancer, but it'll, it's not great for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> not
5: great for you. But, but how much should of that? Have, how, how much of that have we had in our childhood already? Too much, oh, too yeah. much.
0: Too
1: much.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know. So we great. we got cancer.
1: I think I think America's coming back though because you, there's these stories of. Uh, of mcdonald's like closing stores and shit like they're like mcdonald's is is like on not on its way out but like they're like they're, around the world or yeah well in america like they're yeah. they're losing a lot of sales and maybe super high me or like other internet just general health knowledge is out there so it's good that uh we're seeing it kind of come and come back but probably not to the level that asia and europe yeah are at yeah. like they
4: they started putting salads in their menus and, like, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but, uh, you know, it seems like that they're trying to, like, slowly move over to the healthier side, even though it's always going to be McDonald's, so, you know, yeah. again,
3: take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. But, say, the thing I worry about is, like, you were kind of touching on it, Joe, is, like, I, the thing I would be afraid of, and that knowing America, they would probably do it, is making healthy foods a luxury
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah.
3: price on things that are actually...
4: Yeah, like, if you go to uh, you Whole Foods, know, like, things. Whole Foods is apparently, like, expensive. I, I don't really go there, because that's what I always hear, but, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm trying to get better going to, like, some, like, Trader Joe's.
0: Yeah, Trader Joe's is good. Yeah.
4: And uh, I think there's, like, Gelson's, which is out here, which apparently is another sort of uh, good, healthy grocery store, but, yeah, they're they're expensive.
3: Yeah, it sucks, and that's, that's the like exact... Opposite of what
1: should be happening. Should... Shouldn't ah. be a fucking luxury to be healthy. Really right. shouldn't. Right. Truth. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, good little like topic. Like this is like this is the kind of shit that like sets us apart because we can talk about. I love like obviously I love talking about nerd shit all <laughs> fucking, all fucking day long. Yeah. But, like. We- we add we add that like travel culture aspect to it, and I think we set ourselves apart a little bit. So. And this
0: is
3: something I feel like you know you would hear on the Adam Carolla show as well.
1: Possibly you know, yes, these possibly. kind of
3: topics. Yes. Well, actually, I, I have heard him talking about stuff like this.
1: Yes, and this. I like this, differences. Yeah. I
3: like differences in people, and I just I can't turn a blind eye and just pretend like we're not fucking, you know a rich tapestry of human beings, like we're not all grey meat sacks, you know. <laughs> it's okay exactly to be different and Yeah. Yeah. You know.
4: I feel like as, as long as there's no like malice in it, you can kind Yeah of exactly. It. Exactly.
3: Right, right, right.
4: You know, it's kinda of funny. It's you know, it's a little you know, a little ridiculous, but like there's no malice in it, you know, there's no hate exactly. behind behind that joke.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just like he's he's like the guy was making fun of like it's hard to see black people in the dark until you see their teeth. Like <laughs> that's that's kind of <laughs> that's some un-PC shit, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> if some people want to say some shit about white people have small dicks or can't dance like
0: yeah. okay,
1: like fucking whatever. <laughs> you like <laughs>
0: Please
3: send your hate mail to
1: Superhouse. <laughs> superhouse Superhouse Podcast at gmail.com. Slash yeah. Andrew And this being the episode with Adam Carolla attached to it, this is gonna be the most exposed. So uh
3: <laughs> oh, great. I'm sorry
1: everybody. I'm sorry.
3: We're we're yeah, done if, it's, if it's
1: if
0: it.
3: it's people that know Adam Carolla, they will, will appreciate this whole section.
1: My views do not reflect Adam Carolla or his company or <laughs> even super house in general they are just mine
3: <laughs> that's right yeah I probably shouldn't be saying that
1: <laughs> oh my going. god
5: <laughs> I can't believe I even know you too
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you guys ready to move on Johnson might check out for a little bit on this I think section. I do.
3: you can see my face is being sunbathed. Okay, yeah. so John-
1: Johnson is uh, maybe gonna head out because he's in Latvia, but uh, we wanted to do we wanted to hop right into our nerd news section real quick. I don't know how long this will take, but we wanted to hone it down to just two topics per week, and the first topic is going to be just real quick. Uh, we wanted to talk about the DC shakeup, which hey. is where a lot of executives have been fired, and Jeff Johns has been put in their place. See ya Johnson. Out. Yeah, later. Bye,
3: Bye Johnson.
1: Bye. Bye. So what do you guys think about Jeff Johns being promoted?
5: About fucking time.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. Joey?
5: I agree. as exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm, Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, oh,
5: I just felt like after Civil War, like this like bit of news came out shortly after, like a week after Civil War came out, and... I mean, I mean, thank God whoever, had, like Warner Brothers, DC, whoever, is just like, fuck. Yeah. I, like, that guy went and saw that movie and went, yeah, these guys get it. So who can we hire that gets the DC universe? And like Andrew was saying, uh, Jeff Johns, I feel like he's written some of the great the great stories as of recently. Uh, just Flashpoint Paradox and, like, the Aquaman series was really cool. I only read the first volume in trade but if the guy gets the characters he can i don't know man it's just going to be great to see what he can do and like especially like that first movie that he has his name attached to will really set the standard i think for what like dc can be so it's going to be really interesting to see what his name is on and like if they're going to go back and redo some of the scripts for like the aquaman movie that's coming out and like some of that stuff that's already slated like what are they going to go back and do like how is he going to be involved with some of those Projects.
1: Exactly, Joey. What do you think?
5: Um, I think it's, it's
4: it's good that they're sort of getting a like a figurehead for their films, uh, a sort of guy who's going to sort of, uh, you know, sort of direct the, uh, I guess, sort of uh, direction uh, that the film should go in you know, just kind of have, like, one guy at the top who, who, who knows the characters, knows the comics, um, and sort of, I believe, you know, with what he's done in the past can uh, put it on the right path, you know, and, and get us some good DC movies. You know, because it, it it seems like it's just kind of been, like, a free-for-all at this point. Like, you have, like, Zack Snyder as a director kind of going with Superman and the Batman-Superman Um I felt when I first heard the news, like, Batman Superman, it's like, ah, oh, I think it's a little too early for that. But, hey, we're, I guess we're going to do it anyway. So, okay, sure. Um, but I think it's good. We we have a guy and sort of, like, put us on, you know, one path. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see good things.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him move into, like, a Kevin Feige position, you know, Kevin Feige from Marvel, and to... It's good to see that DC is kind of like. They're seeing that, like, yes, we made a little bit of money. It wasn't a complete uh, flop, but Batman Superman didn't make the same money that Civil War did. Civil War is the first movie of 2016 to pass the billion dollar mark at the box office, and they noticed that. They noticed that type of shit. And uh, you have to, like, set your ego aside, and, and I guess they when they did that they fired these executives and then they're like look we gotta get somebody in like Feige they throw in Jeff Johns and like he's been trying to get into this position he's been working on The Flash and maybe Arrow as well yeah I think he's been working on Arrow maybe Supergirl I'm not sure so he's been trying to be part of this world the not just comics but the TV and film world and now he's really part of it and so to have somebody that like has that type of passion for these characters and knows DC inside and out, like and to have a comic guy, not a movie guy, but a comic guy, be ahead of this shit, like that's that's what they need. And it's definitely like like as a comic fan, as a movie fan, as a comic book movie fan, it's reassuring to to hear this. And I'm really glad that they, they've done this.
5: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, like, because I think, Andrew, you were talking about, like, how DC was kind of approaching their movies with, like, a director style, like, letting the director choose the style and stuff. And I think that's fine to let a director, but I also feel like there needs to be that presence of someone who lives in that comic world and knows what's going on with, the, with certain characters, because John Bernthal, however you say his last name, was talking about how, like, these characters mean something to people, and you always have to pay, like, tribute to these characters and, like, try to do your best as an actor, even a director, even a producer. Like, you can't just shit on these characters. I mean, these characters mean a lot to people, and, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, the biggest Batman fan in the world. I haven't read everything, you know, or, or every Wolverine comic or something like that, but, you know, the little bit I have been into... Um, means a lot to me, and I want to see justice done to every character that I, you know, love and have spent time reading of these great comics, and I think that's important to translate to the film universe, and I think to just disregard a lot of, like, with Snyder's, like, Superman and Batman, to just disregard who these characters are, is just a shame, and it's just, like, bad filmmaking, in my opinion, and it's, you know... Like, I don't care if you want to try to reinvent the character, but there has to be some some basis in the universe that this character existed, you know? Like, Batman doesn't kill people. We know that. That's something that's just stay true. Like, if you want to change his costume up or the actor who plays Bruce Wayne, or if you want to play Bruce Wayne a little different, that's fine. But I feel like the core of the character has to stay the same. Like, Batman doesn't kill, kill people. Superman's like your fucking Boy Scout. He has to be the Boy Scout always, you know? Like, he can have a different costume, he can have a different actor play him. Sometimes he might be able to be a little darker, but at the core of it, you kind of have to have these characters be the same. Like, at some point, they have to get to that character, and I think with, like, Batman vs. Superman, I've never seen Superman get to the point where he is Superman yet. Like, I thought he reached that at the end of Man of Steel, watching Batman versus Superman. I don't feel like he got there. Like, it was almost like he was still wondering if he should be Superman. And I was like, "Fuck, man! It's called Batman versus Superman. He's supposed to be Superman, and Batman's supposed to be Batman."
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like if like we said in a previous podcast, if there if there was like this scene where Batman, like let's say, was had it like a a kryptonite sniper rifle bullet, and was about to yeah. pop Superman in the face, but Superman was like saving this girl from suicide on a rooftop, yeah. like in All Star Superman the comic book uh and he hears what superman's saying and like he's like wow this guy really is pure of heart or whatever you know yeah. something like that like it changes how batman thinks about superman that would have been very moving and it wouldn't have been that hard to film but they yeah. just they just didn't uh, they they're not keying into these characters and they're they're not yeah, they're just missing the heart. Like if you look at Captain America, he kinda has a Superman vibe where he is he's vanilla, but he's kinda run of the mill, but he's still very intriguing and he's pure hearted. He is he's total Boy Scout, man. He's a total Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. But people love the fuck out of Cap and no one likes Superman. So there's an yeah. obvious there's a problem. Like what Jeremy, Superhouse member, he told me off the off of recording, but he said that like we should be cheering When Superman takes a shit. Yeah. Like, everything Superman does should be fucking incredible. And when we're not doing that, there's a fucking problem. And I've been a Zack Snyder apologist for years. I like Man of Steel. But Batman vs. Superman has a problem. And they need to, in my opinion, they need to fix this.
5: Yeah. I'm wondering cause is it because uh, isn't Zack Snyder supposed to do the Justice League movie?
1: He, they're filming it right now.
5: Yeah, I, I'm wondering if, like, John's coming on, if anything's going to change. Like, if he's going to come in there and be like, listen, you know.
0: He is. Cause he, you know,
5: because he's going to be the go to guy, so I don't know. You, like, it'll be interesting to see, because I think Snyder has a great visual. Like, visually, I like his films. I think he can. I think he's like a good director. Um, I think he has a good visual style. It might be dark at times, but I still think he has one, a very good visual style. I just don't think he needs free reign on stuff. Like, I feel I, like he's yeah. looking like after Watchmen, they're like, let him do whatever he wants. And it's like, don't. Because I don't think he's. Some directors you can do that with, but I just don't feel like he's strong enough to be able to write, direct, produce, and do all this stuff. Because, I mean. I don't know. I mean, you need someone to edit you. Like every great artist, I feel like needs an editor at some point for someone, even if it's like your significant other to come in and go, "No, no, 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 no. You need to calm down. You know, like this is a little ridiculous." So.
1: Like a- Affleck has also come in not as producer but as ex- executive producer. So now you have Affleck and Johns on yeah. board for Justice League. So like. It seems like DC's paying attention. As bad as Batman for Superman was, like they're they're paying attention to the fans. So yeah. let's hope that we'll get something good from it. Zack Snyder will not be fired, yeah. but I mean they're already well into production. So um, they're filming in London right now. Like uh, uh, Jason Momoa was was Instagramming his like like he was doing selfies in front of the studios in in, in London or somewhere in England. Yeah. And so like, you know, they're they're doing it. And I don't think Zack Snyder's terrible. I think that in the case of Batman versus Superman, I think it was like DC and Warner Brothers are like, we got Batman and Superman in our movie. We want to control everything, motherfucker. These are our top characters of all time. Yeah. So, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. I think that some of it was I think you know, it was not all Zack Snyder's fault. I think it was partly him. I think it was partly the studio.
5: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't think I can't put the blame on him, but it, he's definitely an easy target since he is the director. Yeah. But you know, I, I think with you guys, you definitely know that it's not all like director's <clears throat> choice, and I think we've all heard stories and uh, commentaries and just how shitty the film industry can be, especially with cool properties and stuff like that. But yeah, the script I, I, is, I,
4: the script is a skeleton, man. It holds it yeah, up.
5: Yeah, I, I just think, like, you need a good script. You need you need someone who cares about these characters. And, like I said, I think, like, the thing that works with Civil War is, especially with, like, what the Russo brothers are doing, they, like, they totally get the characters that they're writing. Um, they get their heart. They get their, you know, the core of the character. They get the early comics. And I, and, uh, I, I think watching Captain America become as big as, like, probably the biggest Captain America's ever been, you know, at this point. Um, also with like them just recasting Spider-Man and just being like, here's your new Spider-Man, here's your new M.A. And they're a little different. They're not the norm. But like they, for me, Spider-Man, Tom Holland captures Peter Parker, that the Peter Parker I know and love. So it's just paying attention to the core characters, like what they were based on in the beginning. And I, I feel like even if you get a new artist to do them, even if it is a little more violent or drawn a little differently – um, there's always that core of who Peter Parker is or who Steve Rogers is, and I felt with, like, in the DC universe, they're kind of missing out on all these key, like, who is Clark Kent, like, really, you know? And I felt like they were getting there with Man of Steel a little bit, but then in, like, man, Batman versus Superman, they kind of just missed the mark with, like, even him and Bruce Wayne, it's like, man, we've had a shit ton of Batman movies, man. How can you do Batman so wrong, you know? It's like, we had three films where you won't kill anyone. Even the worst characters of the worst. And it's like, we have one new film with the new Batman, and he's fucking murdering people left and right, you know? Yeah,
1: it was fucked up. It's like, they wanted to take liberties with that Frank Miller version of Batman, but it was just like, dude, just don't do that. And, like, if you look back, like, for me personally, like, you had the Dark Knight shootings when Dark Knight Rises yeah. came out. And yeah. then there was literally that scene where Batman says to Catwoman, no guns, yeah. no guns. Yeah, like that was so powerful uh, in the real world as well, because you got some motherfucker shooting up a theater, uh, and then you have the actual character in the movie that you're following saying no guns at all. Like it, it like it, in the Batman mythos, like if a guy that uses guns is the guy that shot my parents. Yeah. So I don't like guns, and also look, this is a fantasy world. And in this fantasy world where mar- where he uses martial arts in a fantasy way, you uh you you don't have to use a gun uh, because the I look this is my personal interpretation, but you could be so ridiculously good at martial arts that you could a take out that person holding the gun and b not kill them,
0: yeah
1: because you are that fucking good and that's what this fantasy hinges upon when he gets trained by the uh league of assassins especially you know nolan or even the comics before that like you know like superman batman they're known for that no kill policy and batman is known for being crazy good at martial arts so that's kind of like my big takeaway from that and like the whole no gun policy cuz again like he would be punisher with a cape if he if he just uses guns all the time so and he uses guns in Batman vs Superman. He's like killing people. It's just like, dude, are, are, are you kidding me? Like, I know he's a, he's at the end of his rope, but, but Jesus, like, why are we doing this? This is yeah. not right. This is not right at all. You're not understanding this. Like, it just kills me. It kills me because I, I defended Zack Snyder and Man of Steel for years.
0: Yeah.
1: Years. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I mean, look, that's, I'm sorry, that's how I felt (laughs) No,
5: it's fine, I mean, I also like a lot of Man of Steel I think it's a pretty solid Whereas, like, Superman Returns kind of missed the mark for me, but You know, it definitely, as much as I like to hate on that It definitely, like, took care of the audience of You know, there wasn't any mass destruction of where people were Or anything like that you know, Superman does that huge... The best action scene in that movie is when he saves all those people from that plane crash. You that know? was
1: great. That was so good. So good.
5: But And then it's like, then you have this new one where it gets the action right of, like, seeing Superman at his strongest fighting, like, one of his greatest foes. But then he's also just destroying an entire city. Which is like, oh my god. Like, as much as I want to just, like, disregard the... Like, it in my brain i want to say no one's in those buildings no one was at work on this day it was a sunday it's like you can't cuz people are running around screaming and like <laughs> like just like terrified for their lives and they're just destroying all of this and you like know, I my get it. he's like he's the new he's yeah. new to superman i get it i can allow for a little death on his part but i just felt like i don't know for batman versus superman i needed it for him to come in and apologize for the events of man of steel that's all then, I wanted. Just a little then, apology. I'm sorry, guys. Bam. Done. Move on.
1: Then they have, like, the, the hearing where you th- you feel like you're going to get some, like, explanation on his part in Batman v Superman, and then the whole fucking place blows up, and it's like, like, come on. Like, we, we, I, personally, I kind of wanted to hear, like, a little bit more from that hearing, like, is Superman going to defend himself or, like, say, like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I put the cape on two days before that. I didn't know what I was doing. People died, but I did save the world. You know, I wanted that conversation.
0: Yeah. But
1: but it didn't happen. It just blew up and we got more sad Superman shots. He's sad again, everybody. You know? I'm
5: so sad to get Superman.
1: We need like triumphant shit. We need <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we need a triumphant Superman.
5: Yeah. I agree. And I
1: think John's will bring it. I fucking hope so, because he wrote that, I think it was called Secret Identity, and it had this great uh, page where he, like, he's, he's Clark Kent, and he's walking around Metropolis, and he bumps into this old woman, and she says, and he says, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, and then he, and then she says, like, what were you doing? he's like, well, I was just looking up in the sky for a bit, and she's like, ha, no one looks up in the sky anymore. And then they walk off, but it's like you know, it's like they're taking that trope from the old Superman, like look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, applying it to the hope, be you know, be positive about the future thing, and like no one's positive anymore about the future, and Superman's supposed to be that like old school hope, you know, that old school positivity, and we're obviously not getting that yet with with Snyder. Um, it's about time. We're, I think we should at least get it by the end of Justice League. Yeah. And if Johns applies that idea to it, that'd be great. We've kind of gone over a little bit of the two-hour mark, I think, so I think we're going to skip out one discussion we're going to save for later, um, which will be, will the superhero boom peter out, or is it here to stay? Um, Spielberg himself has, has said that uh, it will go away as did just like the Westerns did so there is something to be said about that um we're going to save that for later if that's okay with you guys and um sure. i'd like to thank uh adam carolla again for coming on board that was fucking awesome i can't believe yeah. that f- fucking shit happened yeah uh, pretty,
4: pretty great thank you And
1: we're going. yes thank you and then yeah. uh we're let's go to uh social media shout out section um i'm andrew bush from los angeles my website is thunderwolflives.com uh and then we are on twitter at twitter.com superhousepod and then after that superhouse podcast on all social media including instagram and even twitch and youtube and a few other things we have a few videos coming on youtube soon and then um Matt Johnson, who just left his, I think his website is mjillustration.com, but it could be changing soon. Hopefully, we'll have a link for that. And then, um, Matty, what was yours?
5: Uh, illustrations by
1: Okay. And Joey, do you have anything?
4: Uh, check out Relationship Status on Go90 app, uh, which is on currently on iTunes and Android phones, uh, Apple phones as well, iOS. Uh,
1: yeah okay great and I'm trying to think of anything else okay yeah and there's uh, of course again like we said let's there's spinoff podcasts Uh, one is camera noise Uh, that's with Maddie and Stefan and then another one is intergalactic circus and then uh, there's Johnson and Bush which we record every now and again we're not really regular with that one I think that's it for now and you can also email us at superhouse podcast at gmail.com um we're probably going to come back with maddie's music talking about the album raleigh richie raleigh richie's album what's the name of that album again uh, maddie you're uh
5: you're a man now boy
1: yes that album we're going to talk about that one probably next episode uh we're going to come back with that section and i think that's basically it. watch out for our youtube because we do have at least two videos probably dropping this week one is a uh, top metal video top metal video games of all time and then another one is top tokyo nerd spots and that's i think it so again thanks adam carolla and that's it for now Bye, ah, metal